0: Hello and welcome to the We Geeks Horror Channel and our Hellraiser retrospective podcast, where every Friday we'll be covering a new installment in the classic horror franchise. Warning, this podcast contains strong language and spoilers throughout. Go to WeirdGeeks.com to check out our other podcast series, social medias, Twitch streams, contact details and news on our very own feature films, albums and shorts that are currently in production for our publisher, We Are Tessellate. Weir Geeks is not affiliated with any of the rights holders of the films referenced and no infringement is intended. Welcome back to the Weird Geeks Horror Channel. Every single Friday, we're taking through another installment in a horror franchise, and we are at the end. Holy shit! Of the Hellraiser movies, uh, man, we've been
1: to hell and back.
2: Raising that hell.
0: I wouldn't argue with that.
1: <laughs> we're on a highway to and from hell. It's a two-way highway. We
0: will be back next week, just to clarify with our wrap-up episode when we're going to be going through our favorite kills, favorite designs, favorite lines, putting the films in order. But this week is the final film in a franchise. We're going to be dealing with Hellraiser. Judgment came out 2018, February 2018. Uh, it gets a 4.2 out of 10 on the IMDb's. Oh, I'm your host Al White, and joining me throughout all the Pinhead Legacy has been Katie Watson. Hello. And Justin Macaroni my Hey, hey,
1: hey, hey! What's up, people? <laughs> Oh, we bring in the a game
2: today. energy.
0: <laughs> oh, how do you guys feel to be at the end of the journey <sighs> before going into this movie, obviously?
2: <laughs> I felt <laughs> better before this movie than after <laughs> this movie. Interesting.
0: You do look a little drained, I'm not gonna lie, everyone looks a bit mm. weary. This is the first franchise we've done with I'm just thinking about it for again for clarification. I think any of the films going straight to DVD. Not getting cinematic releases. No Let matter alone. the majority of the film, six of the films going straight to DVD, essentially. Yeah. Which is pretty tough.
2: It's been a rocky road. It's been
1: uh, interesting, for sure. We learned some things.
2: Learned about how each to other, do things. About uh, how to direct. How about how not, how not to, direct, to direct. How to, how to how do cast. Things. Yeah. How not cast. What so, a,
1: how to throw in some pretty sweet one-liners. I'm going to... Uh, uh, Let's know a little bit about this movie,
0: because there's actually quite an interesting origins to Mm -hmm. how this movie came about. But actually, hang on. Before we get there, we do like to look at the landscape of things each year. We can't do the 2018 box office, because we don't know.
2: I'm not a mind reader. If
0: you're listening to this in the future, you know what happened.
2: speaker. It's going to either
0: be
1: Infinity War or the the Han Solo movie number one. It's probably going to be a little indie film called Finding Nemo 7. (laughs) you got to think of your sentences before you start I them, sir. I, I didn't know. I couldn't think of any other movie that was
0: coming out. that <laughs> what? So we can't do the top 20 movies, but Justin, you can tell us some of the horror films that
1: have either been out or are coming this year. We can understand again. Well, I'm glad you asked, Al, because I have a list right here for Horror Films 2018. Thanks. The Nun.
0: This hmm. is a spin-off. It's not out yet while we're recording. It's a spin off from the Counting series. It's actually a spin-off of
1: Conjuring 2. Yeah. Of the spooky nun from Counting 2. Uh, I heard Nun... Then about it. Excellent. Very good. Continue.
2: Still not thinking of those sentences. Halloween!
1: Yeah. This
0: is, yeah, the new uh, Halloween film. It's going to be directed by David Gordon Green. It's shooting right now as we speak. It's actually written by him and Danny McBride. John Carpenter's back to do yep. the music for it. And Jamie Lee Curtis is back as well. They're kind of ignoring all the other ones. Even the other ones that Jamie Lee Curtis was in. Like, she's already done this. She's already came back to do part 7 and finish it. And they like did.
1: Maybe a Star Trek thing. You know, like when Spock goes back. Maybe time uh, travel, and time travel. it's possible. Uh, some things. We'll some i'm some very help.
0: excited by this and we'll be doing an entire series of hell how is of halloween leading up into the release of this at the end of year,
1: or maybe she's not even the lead she's just there for like a cg moment where she looks young
0: She's definitely there she's like the lead, lead, lead
1: oh, okay for sure awesome all right
0: the first purge this is yeah the new purge film fourth oh, Purge right. film, and it's a yeah. prequel showing how it all began on one island kind of battle royale style i think
2: yeah
0: so basically battle royale just I think watch so. battle royale yeah, a yeah much more. better film
2: yeah we don't know, All right. I can tell you. <laughs> we got
1: a little thing called the Predator.
0: Oh yeah, we're doing this series as well this year. So this is the new Predator film. Shane Black is writing and directing. Very oh, great right. The Predator director.
2: strangling you.
0: Oh, there, there you, you go. go. Wow! I can't do it.
3: <laughs> yeah, we're going to be doing <laughs> sure Predator, either. Predator
0: Two. We're going to be doing Predators, Alien vs. Predator, and Alien vs. Predator, Requiem, and end this film. So we've got six Predator films we're going to be Dang. dealing with.
2: Showed Justin a new noise? What are you thinking? I'm <laughs> very excited.
0: <laughs> well, happened? always happening. Justin, a quiet place.
2: Oh, I'm excited about this one. This is just about to hit. This is the John Krasinski one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. And Emily just Blunt. Hit. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I'm
2: excited yeah. to go see that.
1: Also, why wouldn't you just, in the trailers, you see like the kid playing with the plane and makes noise. Like, why didn't you just take the damn batteries out? Yeah. Why, why even let well, him have it Why did you have kids? We'll get there. Yeah. yeah I'm excited for this, movie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Mm, Meg. Oh, this is
0: based on a book by Steve Atkins. Is that his name? I think so.
3: Yeah. I don't know him.
0: He's done a whole series of these, and I read three of them. They're terrible. But they're basically about Megalodons, like the big, big shark, uh, as if one is still alive now. And they've hmm. been trying to get this movie made because they were actually taught in schools. Like they, Meg was in schools in America for many, many years. And it was a huge seller. It's basically Jurassic Park meets Jaws. It's essentially what it is. I'm in. Mm-hmm. With the science, the first book's got a lot of that science in it as well from Jurassic Park sort of stuff. Yeah. And they've had so much trouble getting it made, and now they finally have. And Jason Statham, I believe, is in the lead. Does
2: he punch fighting the a megalodon. huge shark?
1: I'm Jason Statham. Statham, and I'm gonna fight this giant shark.
2: He's, He's also not from Australian. Australia. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I, was just, I was trying to do his British like raspy. Sixty-five foot Boy, mate shark. Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking forward to this movie. It's going to okay. be trashy, but whatever.
2: Well, I just hope he takes his shirt off and then punches the shark at some yeah, point. Yeah, the
1: transporter. Sure. The only reason I want to go. Yeah. Pretty Can't sure he it. will. Yeah. He's probably going to drive a really fast car. And then he's well, going to do his lock obviously. thing. He's like, you won't fight me. <laughs> is there anything else going on? <laughs> i
2: lot of a bigger shark. <laughs>
1: yeah. The Strangers, colon, praying. This is, yeah, the sequel to
0: Strangers. And a lot of people, every, I think everyone loves The Strangers, really. But this one's not meant to be that great from what I've heard from the people I know have seen it. Um, I actually know some people involved with making this movie, but I don't think I'm allowed to mention video. Really. Mm. Don't say
3: that.
0: don't say their name.
3: Don't look at
1: me. Don't look at me. Don't look at me.
0: Slender Man.
1: Mm. Yeah, movie based on Slenderman. I think there's a trailer yeah. watch
0: mm-hmm. trailer. Yeah.
1: Slender It looks slender. like what you'd expect. Yeah. A classy man. With really long arms. And long legs. Played video Just games. really Spooky. skinny. Yeah. Deep blue sea two. Oh there we go. I wonder if LOJ's in it. No, sadly not. Wasn't traded for this one. Looks trashy. Oh, so no one's been there? No, no one's right. said, okay. it's basically
0: a straight-to-DVD mm, release. Yeah.
1: Uh, I just figured. And then uh, The
0: Cloverfield Paradox, which came out. Yeah, when that came out, that was disappointing, I thought, but all right.
1: Mm, everything.
0: There's another Cloverfield film coming out at the end of the year, but I don't know if that's going to be horror. That's okay. called
1: Cloverfield. Made it work somehow.
0: So, what is going on with this movie? Directed by Gary J. Tunnicliffe. We know that guy. <laughs> We'll be talking about him in a minute. Written by Gary J. Tunnicliffe. Excellent. DP'd by Samuel Calvin, who's... I haven't written down what these people have done because I looked it all up. I was
1: like, no, nah, She just replace him with the director. And just, we'll keep adding his name to every <laughs> single job position.
0: Well, we'll get there. Music by Darren Johnson. Starring Damon Carney as Sean Carter, who he's been in some Friday Night Lights episodes, The Hitcher film, remake, a uh, bit of Prison Break, American Crime. Randy Wayne as David Carter. He's been in The Bay and True Blood alexandra what? harris as christine egerton there were brothers this whole
1: time like mm-hmm. legitimate yeah. brothers no, no no not in real life no 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 i mean like the in characters the, in the film Yeah, yeah. that's blowing my mind right that's now so it at the very beginning <laughs> no point. they're carter be and carter oh i was i wasn't even paying attention to that I no, like I can't blame you. She, when she me a while.
2: meets them she's like brothers in arms mm-hmm. literally yeah
0: uh, and i didn't i was like, like she
1: can't be that because they're no brothers but we'll
0: get to that yeah
1: that's what i thought too and she was like, "Brothers, what's up, brothers?" And I was like, "Yeah, oh, is that what cops say?" I don't know the lingo. Like, oh, <laughs> the bros,
2: the bros, the bros. Guys, do not listen.
1: But, uh, no, I listened. I listen. I disagree with the information yeah. that I'm being told. I'm like, I'm sorry, you're you're telling me these two are brothers. <laughs> yeah, brothers. Correct.
0: She has been in Secret Diary of an American Cheerleader. She's been in The Veil vale and other things. I don't know. Uh, Heather Langenkamp. Anybody of you noticed her? She was the landlady. She is Heather oh. Landcap. She is the lead actress in The Nightmare on Elm Street 1. She's also in Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and the lead actress in Nightmare on Elm Street uh, 7, which is Wes Craven's new nightmare. Mm-hmm. She's also in The Bay and a little bit of American Horror Story, apparently. Who else we got? We've got Paul T. Taylor taking over from Doug Bradley and whoever that fucking chump was last time. As Pinhead, he's been in a little bit of Prison Break, a little bit of Sin City in the background, a little mm-hmm. bit of that super film in the background. And as the auditor, Carrie J. Tunnicliffe.
2: Yeah. I
1: saw
2: that.
1: Who's that guy? He's uh, that guy with the glasses. No, yeah. but who is he in? The writer-director, Gary J. Uh, uh Also
2: in the movie.
1: He uh. said, why shouldn't
0: he be in it? Well, he is in it. Oh, shit. So I do not realize it. that. But hey, before we get to him, cause we are going to be talking about Gary, we are back on Remake Watch. So I'm going to fill you in. The remake's still happening at this point, okay? so oh. we're, Let me give you yeah. a little bit more back history of what's been going on. The last time we left it, we were in 2011. So in 2012, Clive Barker was sent into his coma and had all the health problems he had, and he's managed to come out of that. And then, whether it had anything to do with that or not, he decides to be properly involved with wanting to make this remake to do with okay. Hellraiser. By the end of 2013, Clive Barker informs his official Facebook page that he's just had a great meeting with Bob Weinstein, and he's coming on to write the new Hellraiser reboot. They both want Doug Bradley back to play Pinhead, and they're all very, very... That's what a word of fan's. By the end of 2014, Clive Barker had become involved with Reboot fully and had submitted his second draft of the script for the Hellraiser reboot to the mentioned film. So, do you want to know what this movie was going to be? Because I can tell you now, it doesn't look like it's happening anymore because this was a while ago.
1: Yeah, sure. <sighs> so, this
0: is in Clive Barker's own words and then I'm going to move into someone else who's actually read the script and he's going to sum up a little bit of the beginning at least. We're not; They've never revealed the end of the film. The script is out there somewhere, but I couldn't find a version of it anywhere. Mm. But it's been reviewed by one website in particular. But from Clive Barker's own mouth, the movie begins on Devil's Island. I wanted to fold into the Hellraiser narrative something about the guy, the Frenchman Le Marchand, who made the box. I figured, well, what would have happened to him? He might well have been taken to Devil's Island, and I thought that would be a pretty cool place to start a movie. Since then, the script leaked, and the film would have followed... as. The so Lamarchand is held captive by an evil warden on Devil's Island who wants him to finish building the Lamont. Take the fucking film. The Lament configuration. No. Uh, but then the priest, because of course he's not going to be calling him Pinhead, he still hates that word. The priest shows up, and when it's opened, it wreaks, he wreaks havoc, basically. Then the story moves to present day Massachusetts. Now, see how many connections you find here, where Larry Cotton, a college professor, and his unhappy wife Julia are moving into the old homestead along with his daughter Kirsty. Larry allows Frank, who is still alive, to live in the attic until he can get back on his feet. While Julia and Frank are having an affair behind Larry's back. Other than that, it pretty much, other than Frank's being alive at the beginning. It basically plays out the same. Frank has come all across the box somehow. He then goes to hell. Julia then begins to bring him back with bodies in the attic. But once Kirsty escapes from Frank and steals the box, apparently things in the script change pretty radically. But no one's been able to know what.
1: Even the review uh. isn't allowed. It's embargoed. They're not allowed to talk about uh. what happens. I feel like that script might be in the WGA, like, arc, like records. Because when you submit things, you have to submit the whole sure. piece. So that way no one sure. can cover it. So you could probably find someone who's in the WGA to track it down.
0: I don't know. I feel, yeah, but it's also it's owned by Dimension Films. And if it's still under... Uh, option rights then they own it and it would be illegal to leak it so i'm sure i mean they leak all the time but this one it's been hard to find but maybe other people can find it not sure so nothing really has happened since he he submitted his second draft uh asked in 2017 about the status of the film clive barker says he turned in the script years ago and that's really the last he knew of it until he heard suddenly that a 10th film was about to come out and as far as he was concerned, they were on a good track, and then it all sort of died down, and then suddenly, this movie's coming out.
3: Hmm. That's
0: all he knew about it. So who knows what's going on at Dimension Films? Who knows what Bob Weinstein's thinking? Just how much... Because like, Bob seems to like Clive, and I'm sure they have a mutual respect. Um, They've both been Obviously in the business. Obviously not, if time. he doesn't
2: tell him that they're making another film.
0: Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? But Dimension and you know him have had a rocky past. So.
2: But what was that? It was... 2014, you said was the last time he heard from him? The end of
0: 2013 was when he submitted his second draft.
2: But we haven't heard. So he is just waiting for five years without well, hearing years anything from him. Four years until he was him? asked, or just Did under four know? years until
0: he was asked. And he doesn't go into details. Again, I couldn't read every interview, but from the interview I read. Why
2: don't you stalk Clive Barker better?
0: <laughs> the interview yeah. I read with him on Any from I read a few. Like he basically just said, I haven't heard anything back from him. And I'm sure he's said something. I'm still something.
2: checking my email every day. No, every but it happens day more than people for four years. Think. It
3: happens
0: more than people. Just because you're Claude Barker doesn't mean they're going to get back to you. You submit your script. He all got paid for that to write it. Right. So he'll have earned his keep, paid the job, and then they don't have to use it. Mm. Plus, they'll then own that story, probably, so he wouldn't be allowed to use it in something <laughs> else.
1: Maybe they just want me to help set up get something fresh from him
2: like yeah totally and
1: like well if we decide to do something now we have some fresh material and he can't start a whole new Hellraiser. racer
2: and we can say from the mind of clive barker yeah written by
0: well
1: and um, we from should the hands of clive barker
0: but then um, we should also say though that since 2000 clive barker's been talking about killing pinhead off so or the priest as you will call him Uh, So in 2015, so this would have been two years after he had submitted that second draft for a remake, Two Dimension Films. At the age of 62, Mike Barker released his new book, The Scarlet Gospels. Uh, Now this is, I believe, so he's written some of the comics, uh, but this I believe is the only time in literature he's continued the pinhead legacy Mm. from that original book. And in this book, he was very public about it straight from the off was this is where he kills off the priest character. So this is the official ending pinhead is in the scarlet
2: this books. is where it co- it continues after hellbound heart yeah oh.
0: so that's what i was saying to you after you read it like this is the book there are some other books if people you know, want to know about them there's a book that just came out recently which we we'll are to be talking about next week which actually takes place between the original and this one but not written by clive barker but this is the only other one written by clive barker um other than comics uh doug bradley has constantly said he would be happy to come back if clive was involved and he would hope to do something based on the scarlet gospels to to a proper send off,
2: like yeah, kill me, see what. <laughs> but instead, we don't get that.
0: Instead, for whatever reasons, Dimension Films made Judgment. Now, Gary Tancliff. Let's talk about this man for a second, shall we? He's worked in practical effects and makeup since 1990, including such projects as Clive Barker's Candyman, Clive Barker's Lord of Illusions, Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers, Wishmaster, which was a spin off. Well, it wasn't a spin off. Sorry. But it was created by the one Peter Atkins, the original writer of the Hellraiser movies with Clive Barker. Played. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's worked on Mission Impossible Two, Mimic Two and Three, the Heroes TV series, The Collector, My Bloody Valentine remake, Scream Four, Gone Girl. Done effects on all those like, things. Gone Girl. And of like course, as in
1: the recent, yeah, David Benjamin.
0: Yeah. Wow. Oh. Um, he was in charge of blood, I think, on the film. Right. And of course, he's worked on Hellraiser Three, Hellraiser Four, Bloodline, Hellseeker. Deader, Hellworld, and Hellraiser Revelations, which he also wrote. Gary had previously written, directed, and produced and starred in a fan film in 2006 called Hellraiser No More Souls. So, this was a film where Rare souls. he plays Pinhead as an old man, basically and pinhead's kind of sad because there's no more souls essentially coming <laughs> to his domain sort of comedy and then he get no it's kind of really tragic he's like preaching a lot and then he gets ripped apart by his own center but he basically opens the box at the end of it to rip himself apart the effects are pretty good as you'd expect from the guy who's done all the effects <laughs> of the hellraiser movies pretty much and he plays him actually all right but it definitely feels fan film but a lot of fans really liked it a lot but so he was kind of Renowned, I guess, as mm-hmm. people saying, "Well, if anyone should remake or do these films, then he should be the one to do them." just a little aside, in 2015, he also did a Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan film called The Chicken Run, oh. which I watched last night. Which is like four minutes long, very simple, one room setup. Four minutes. Yeah, it's wow. just a girl trapped in a room. She wakes up. Leatherface comes in. She tries to escape. Doesn't go very well. Uh, <laughs> so. but it's actually. I, I'm gonna. Well for this review, I'm going to argue that's the best thing he's directed. Oh shit. <laughs> it's actually pretty decent. So then in 2013 Gary Tunnicliffe tried to crowdfund a film that was called Judgment. Uh, he didn't think that it'd ever let him direct or do an official Hellraiser movie so instead he took certain elements that he wanted from it and tried to get something made independently that was nothing to do with Hellraiser just called Judgment. It was to do with this whole auditing process that we're going to be talking right. about. It had the whole detective story uh, he presumed after 2011's Revelations that the studio would move ahead with a remake or reboot without him. So... He that was like, is
2: just sad.
0: I'm going to do he's my He's like, thing. I
2: would assume that you guys are going to go on without me <laughs> and then they still call him.
0: <laughs> yep. So he was shocked when they called him up asking him not only to write the next one but to direct the next one as well. However, there was a caveat. They gave him the same budget as Victor Garcia got with Revelations, just $350,000. But this time, instead of 11 days to shoot it, he got 15 days to shoot it. Oh, two weeks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how much pre-production time he got, but he probably got more pre-production time. Now, Gary's been pretty open about stuff. He's actually an interesting guy and kind of nice and pretty level-headed, from what I have read anyway. Now, quote, this is what he said about the film. We can never make a film as strong as the first two. They set the tone, but this film will hopefully feel familiar while also having some new elements. I have been given creative control and that has been a huge honor and responsibility. I suppose I should say the budget and schedule were a challenge, but honestly they weren't. I think with ten more days the film wouldn't really look that much different. And if we'd had more money, maybe we might have had bigger names in the cast, but honestly, with what we got in Oklahoma, which is where they filmed it, for the money, I was blown away. I had no concept of a sequel to this, a spin off, or anything at all, but I have thought about it afterwards. And we're gonna talk about that a little bit later. So yep. Film was shot in oklahoma three hundred fifty thousand dollars, 15 days to shoot it not it's a mystery to everybody really why this movie happened the way it did and why the remake didn't go ahead the way they're expecting it to I, they didn't need to retain the license at this point mm. um, hasn't been long enough unless there's something behind closed doors where i don't know the license was
3: gonna opt out again but it doesn't seem that way so who knows but this is the film that we've ended up with yep all right you guys
1: ready? Let's do it. Maybe it was to get out like, people in other contracts or whatever. They're like, oh, if you do another one. Who, cool, you-
2: though? There are I only people.
1: Yeah, there's no only yeah, people. I don't know. Like, or just some kind of, like, something that was binding somebody. I even Sonocliff
2: you know. didn't even think he was going to get asked to do another one. So, nope. obviously, they didn't owe him anything.
1: Well, maybe it was because uh, the audio clips used from the last... Like,
2: <laughs> I don't know. Nah, cool. No all, all
1: that stuff in perpetuity. Well, why wouldn't they of, just uh, ask uh, Five
2: Barker to do it and use his?
0: Yeah. Anyway, this is what we get. It's mildly longer than the last film. It's six minutes longer, so it's still only at like one one hour twenty six minutes. I think it is with right. credits. We open on the box immediately, and Pinhead is talking yet again, much like the last film. They're not going to be shy about it. They realize how controversial it's going to be with the new Pinhead and new actor again. Just going to get it out right up front. He's lamenting about how the box is obsolete in this era of digital lust. Seems to be what he's talking about. Yeah. And then, digital lust. And then the auditor's there. They're having this little head-to-head in silhouette, essentially, telling him that the house is ready and it can be used. So how do you feel about this initial idea? We immediately get a setup of pinners like, look, things aren't like they used to be. People used to want to open the box, but now people do their lust in different ways, and they, everyone's connected, so pain and pleasure is kind of more on earth than it used to be and they're not getting they're not getting the tourism that they used to get yeah. essentially so then the auditor's saying we can use this house which we're going to learn is part of a processing essentially for souls now they haven't really done processing before in any of the films nope. and when he says well we have this house it can be used that seems to be it seems to be given up here more as an implement in terms of if you want more people come to hell we can use this house to lure them in
2: yeah, but the whole point of the box is that it opens for the people it's meant to open for. Mm-hmm. Oh. I just
0: and that it's not really get boys. the auditing thing.
2: Yeah,
0: um, it, yeah, the auditing thing was. But I'm like saying even steps. even even accepting the auditing thing, I'm just saying right here, Pinhead's kind of moaning about the modern day world right. and how it doesn't work for them. And the auditors is saying, "Well, we have the house ready; it could be used." So, what were they using before? Because this kind of is like a reboot, really, isn't it? Pinhead seems older in this yeah Entire. like his soul's older like he's been a demon for a long long time right and Longer. their role of the Cenobites is different in this for sure it's yeah. not they're not interested in coming to earth and causing havoc right they're interested in doing a, the process of the bible essentially but on the flip side of heaven like yeah like they are the gatekeepers to hell and what hell you should be in and all of this stuff
1: um yeah
2: i don't i don't know i was <laughs> not excited yeah.
1: Okay. I did like the way the box looked. It looks I like cool. the
2: auditor. I think his, his character is cool. And I actually thought that Tonicliffe did a good job with yeah. him. Cause yeah. Because I, I liked the personality and the head movements and the way he looked and his it's voice just, and everything. And you never see his eyes. Yeah. No. It
0: no. Added more mystery. Yeah. I actually like I like the auditor a lot. I, but There's, I like him a lot when he's not in a room with Pinhead. Yeah. Problem is yeah. When he's in a room with Pinhead, it's like, oh, Pinhead now is a comedy psychic mm-hmm. Kind of. Yep. Is how I felt. But yeah, this is a very different take on things. And it takes some adjusting. Yeah. But we've had so many you know, we've done the same cycle for so long with Pinheads. Like I am open to seeing a different story and a different attempt at it. But in this immediate thing, I think the silhouette visually was kind of cool. But when Pinhead moved cha- moves his head and then the light shines on his eyes. I'm yeah. Like,
3: oh, no, yep.
0: Again, I think it's money constraints. I think the actor that they've got in is much better than the last one. Oh yeah, yeah for, for sure. sure. But And the makeup job's cool. It's kind of more cold and blue. Yeah. Yeah. But But I, I still, obviously, he's no Doug Bradley. And Mm. it's even just the fact that he's an American doing an English accent, he's not actually an Englishman. You hear that in him, and it feels like someone trying to be too British Mm -hmm. the whole
1: time. I'm trying to be proper. whereas Doug Bradley is just like, yeah.
2: That's just my voice.
1: You should have just done, oi, I'll process you. I was just
0: like, why wouldn't you cast a British person if you want him to be British? If you're going like, okay, we're going to continue with the Doug Bradley style because suddenly having an American pinhead would be too much for people, I think.
2: They're in Oklahoma. Just cast some British person. Limited options, I guess.
0: Yeah, I guess you know. Come on. Anyway, we then have that little opening, and then we cut to a bearded guy who's getting a letter, and inside it calls him Mr. Watkins, and it tells him that they know and they understand, and they can help. So they give him an address to go to, and it's signed a sympathetic friend.
1: So they really having to rope people in.
3: Yeah. To come to that yeah. House.
1: <laughs> like they're doing mail now. <laughs> yeah. There's I wrote down not tech advanced. No.
2: Yeah, no, they're like cold to, calling.
0: They just talked about tech and they're not sending him an email or a text or anything. They are sending him a letter. And it's night and he decides to head into this dilapidated house, which seems like a bad decision to me when you are, well we're gonna find out, a child murderer and someone out of the blue says you should come to this strange house. Yeah. <laughs> go, oh, I'll do it at night time and just Go in, even yeah. though it looks like a terrifying house. Then the door opens, we don't see, but it's the auditor inside, and he says, 'cause so good of you to come, we have such sights
1: to show you. And then
2: Fur Elise starts playing. Yeah. Yes. And
1: like out of tune
3: weird yeah. effect one Yeah. So
0: And this I feel, yeah, I feel the fur Elise, which is gonna repeat throughout the film, is mm-hmm. a little it's the first time that we see what Gary Tarnakliff's going to be doing throughout the whole of this film, and we're going to get to it in a second, which is yeah, not. I don't a
1: nod. like that song because that's literally what everyone goes. Oh, piano, and, and then they play, the play that song. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, please stop playing it. Just play chopsticks. That's way better. <laughs> <laughs> you want to open a door and just chopsticks comes
3: out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you make it creepy. Yeah. So cool. the guy enters, and it seems whenever you enter this house, you black out essentially. Yeah, and then you wake up in a room. He's got a cross on his neck, which I thought was an interesting choice.
1: A lot of people had crosses on their necks. Mm. Yeah. There's a lot of religion going on here.
2: I just feel like this is what you should assume is going to happen if you do the stupid things this man has done and, like, answer letters from random strangers and then go to abandoned looking houses and yeah. knock on the door.
1: Yep. This is, no
0: people with such a sight. This is, like, what you. your
2: parents tell you from the get-go. Yeah, don't, don't do this. do <laughs> that.
0: Don't live that life. Yeah. So, yeah, the auditor is basically chained to this wheelchair, and the auditor is sitting in front of him at a typewriter that's connected through sort of tubes to his body. Yeah. And essentially, this is the process that we're about to have explained to us. So, the auditor will talk to you. The auditor is very polite and sort of sympathetic, or at least understanding. Seems like he's on your side. Mm -hmm. You will account all of your sins, and he writes them down.
2: With your blood.
0: Yeah. With your own blood. Which is, I think these ideas are pretty cool. Yeah. To be honest, again, yeah, I wrote down, cool style. Yeah, again, it doesn't seem like Pinhead's world.
2: No,
1: but it's a separate part of hell. I'm like, yeah,
0: this seems kind of
2: yeah. Cool. It's kind of like the paperwork side of hell. Well, this is
1: like you know it was the like they outsourced and like oh well we're here now in the mortal world. Let's set up shop and yeah. What do people do these days? These they still using that uh what was that that a uh, thing called uh? Hey, what's that thing called uh? Oh, uh, American online? Yeah. People still use that? <laughs> no, nah, man. Oh, shit. That's like how I feel like it went Nobody down. You sent the AOL.
2: That's all I have is an AOL account. All there right, that. we'll use a typewriter.
1: Uh, we'll get that typewriter out of the box. All right.
2: It still works.
0: Cool. we get on these lines all like the guy saying, Jesus Christ, and then he orders this same city, but completely different zip code. He is making it work. Like, it could be terrible, these lines. Yeah. And I don't know. It seems... I'm not wanting to turn it off how he's uh, how he's delivering it. Right. Yeah. So he's pumping his blood in. He's writing it all down. We find out that Mr. Watkins has been taking children and killing them and he's confessing at least to one. I don't know if there's been multiple or I not. Know, that's what I
2: was confused by. I was like his long sorted resume is that he killed one girl, mm, which I obviously can't. is terrible, but like one. Yeah, it
0: seems to be pages of writing. So it's kind of like, are yeah. they just all the details or is there more and we just didn't hear it? I don't yeah, I, guess. I think
1: yeah. probably both.
0: Okay. So now he has the account and then he takes that to the assessor and then says after that it will go to the jury. So the assessor is in the next room along, I think, but it's clearly the same set. Yeah. But I think it's meant to be the next room. Oh, I this thought is- he
2: just left and the assessor comes in. Yeah, yeah. maybe.
0: Yeah. But then they move to other rooms that are no, definitely no, no. the same set. Yeah, well, he, yeah, he leaves because he just leaves the papers on
1: the table mm-hmm. and Right. And okay. the assessor comes.
0: Okay. So then the assessor comes in. He's this fat guy with no shirt under a jacket. He I mean, actually, this confused the crap out of me the first time I watched this movie because he looks a lot like Mr. Watkins, and yeah, that was yeah. crazy. I was like, is, "Oh, is your assessment meant to be you?" And uh-huh. I was getting really confused, but no, he just happened to look yeah. pretty similar. And he's got a jar of tears of children, which later on tears he starts. He does, of children. he does, but
2: he doesn't say it.
0: Oh, okay. Does he? I don't see. It. I didn't see him tip yeah, it out. Later. He he does. Mm-hmm. He puts a root around that
1: completely. It's a little maple syrup.
0: Why then? Because I thought the whole point then. Yeah, I didn't notice that either. Time I watched this twice, and I didn't see it. So I was like, I presume that his children were tied into his sins because
1: he killed children.
2: Oh, I got that it was like helped him swallow the paper.
1: Yeah, oh. I think it was like a like a softener. Yeah, right, like
2: okay. a lube.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. soft, not salty. I They're guess. sweet. Weird. Every have you, have you ever tasted child's tear no. tries to well, lick
2: own. a crying child's face i licked my eye. Like, well, is your child going on hey look at child you just push him off a bicycle and it'll yeah. lick his face
1: <laughs> like, yes as I thought
2: Delicious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but highly vomiting
0: all right well fair enough and then he yeah he tastes that and then he pours it over the confession pages and then eats it with a knife and a fork on a metal plate Again, I'm liking, I mean, it's all very heavy handed but I kind of like all this symbolism. Yeah,
1: I, was, I, I thought at first, I was like, is he like a deadly sin, like gluttony or something? Mm-hmm. Your sister's like gluttony?
0: I mean, there's some good imagination going on here. I can imagine this stuff being on the page in a Clive Barker novel. Yeah. That's all I mean. Like, It feels That's like... That's true. You know, it's not necessarily been represented brilliantly, and it's certainly not pleasant to watch, but it does feel like, okay, yeah, we are getting back to that style. Yeah. Yeah, and then from the assessor, he then goes over to a funnel and then throws up what he's just eaten, which then goes through pipes into the next room. So, and also on the shelf behind him is a different lem- uh, lament configuration boxes for no oh. reason, just mm-hmm. so a boxes hanging out little
1: decoration. That's all they got to decorate like later. Yeah, no, this a primitive.
0: Yeah, then the puke is into the next room, and the next room, there are three is it three or four? Three, three. three well, I say naked girls, but they've got their underwear on because they couldn't, couldn't pay them enough to take their underwear off. And they have their faces like half ripped off. but then they start putting their hands in the trough of puke and then turn to the auditor to say that he's guilty. Tell. And,
1: the, and then I wrote,
0: ooh, gore. And then I wrote, tits galore. Tits <laughs> <laughs> galore. So then the auditor goes back to Mr. Watkins and says he's guilty and he's now going to be taken to be cleaned. And then he'll go to the surgeon. But, the yeah, Ms. can like, but you promised me a re- reward to which the order says, this is your reward and this is what you're deserving of, my friend. And it is kind of this sort of, like, he never says anything in a threatening way. No, which he's just very like. matter of fact. So he gets tied to a table and then some topless women come in and... Not the hot ones. ones. Not the hot ones. Not the hot ones. These are just the ones that... Clean. Yeah. 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 But they come in. I think some of them are fully nude, actually, because these ones you could pay. You could pay. Yeah. Out. They come in, fondle him, start We don't really see it in this one, we see it no. later But they're doing stuff to him, it looks like they're eating him I thought the first yeah. time, but they're There's not They're just
2: licking him yeah,
0: They're yeah. just some eating his clothes off And then you just hear our mm. screen saying, you must be clean on the inside too Which is a good line Yeah, Creepy Which I was like, how are they going to do that? Meanwhile, we'll find out <laughs> Meanwhile, Pinhead is sitting in the throne, as he's going to do for a lot of this film Looking at a wall And listening to the screams, what's going on The shot's pretty cool But mm-hmm. the it's action is first time. Yeah. They return to it too much and it's the actual reality of it stupid. He's just looking at a wall.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's just kind of bored. It's like, mm. yeah. Not just lost in thoughts. Kind of, I'm going, I'm still processing the last 400 He's like years. like old
2: grandpa pinhead where you just like keep going and you're like, Grandpa, I'm, I'm awake.
1: Yeah. <laughs> He's so like so I wasn't, I so was like,
2: resting my eyes. Yeah.
1: You're like, Grandpa, you got to go to bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking right now. <laughs> Come on. You got to get up. You've been here for. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> come on. Yeah, okay. Until some point they get grumpy. Yeah. Like, yeah, fuck it, I'm coming. Yeah. Yeah, just, all right. Just, just, all right. I mean, gosh, sorry. You're old. I don't want you to, like, freeze or drown in your own saliva.
0: The guy's yeah. then on that plinth still, and they come and sit by the edge of the plinth, and then these little funnels come out of it, like mm-hmm. tubes. And then the surgeon, well, it's not the surgeon, it's the butcher comes in. Yeah, like Texas Chainsaw style. Very Texas I was like, holy shit, dude. Yeah,
2: but so this isn't the surgeon? The
0: surgeon's no. on the back of him. Oh. Because so, he clarifies it later, the butcher and the surgeon. But we don't yeah. know his name at this point. So this is the butcher. Is this big guy with this sort of, it looks almost like wooden baby sort of mask on his face. Yeah. <laughs> and then on the back, he has this big cloak that looks like he's got stuff in there. And he does because the surgeon is in there who then comes out of so his what's back. what's the
2: point of the butcher then? And just carries him around. I hated this guy.
0: Like Banjo and Kazooie. and then the surgeon comes out. He's like, like leather gym, yeah, with, with a gas mask. Yeah.
1: And then like twin twin blades from yeah. like Ruto right. or something. Yeah, like he's that. like straight out of World of Warcraft with those dicey blades or pizza cutters. They actually look like pizza cutters. You know mm-hmm. the is like ba- the man, the, yeah, the huge ones. No,
2: yeah, the know. half moon ones.
1: Yeah. Do so you not like in either of these the no. butcher or the? This
2: to me was like really ugly horror that
1: i really don't like i liked the butcher because i was like oh vroom, vroom, vroom. and then the dude popped out and went, holy shit what is this mm-hmm. it just
2: reminded me of like american horror story style which yeah. i find really ugly right um, and then to call someone i would have called them both the butcher because the surgeon you think of someone who's really meticulous and that's what i've always thought about the torture style of pinhead. hellraiser and pinhead is that they're like they want you to feel every little thing. And mm-hmm. so I was like, oh, the surgeon, I would anticipate it being gory, yes, but like being very precise. Yeah. And this is not like, this is just a hack job. Well, and yeah. I just I mean, didn't really like it. I, you know,
0: this is because this is the thing. This turns out to be the last process. And yeah, before we've seen you go to your own hell, like if you blah, blah, blah. Like we don't know what happens to people after this. So it's very strange because yeah, mm-hmm. there's no, it's the same process for everybody. So that you're not, violence isn't done to you in the form of, you know something unique or ironic considering the way you lived your life or anything and I agree completely like I actually like the design of the butcher I like that weird little mask in his yeah. face but again for a Texas Chainsaw film or something yeah. and the surgeon looks like he's from a Rob Zombie film or so, like House yeah. of a Thousand Corpses
1: or something right. but they don't really belong for me in the Hellraiser world yeah they just yeah. seem very lazy it just seems like they I mean those two characters would be if they like they were downsizing their company. They're like, "Oh shit, we need to yeah. hire a guy." You have two years as a butcher, and I see you have three months as working as a surgeon. Uh, I guess you're hired because no one else is gonna work here.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So they like,
1: yeah, he comes out, slices. Well, he pulls Mister Watkins' face off, and then all of his skin. And well, he then, does a weird like, slashy, slashy. rave dance move on his chest, and then <laughs> yeah. when they pant, when they show it like wide, it's just he's yeah. just covered in. Bl- blood yeah and he pulls off
0: like his whole thing because yeah, yeah he's been exacting it. enough apparently yeah and then the topless jurors have
1: all the blood comes out of the oh funnels. it's a very sexual just sprays like, over their breasts just mm, shoot your blood on my chest all the
2: like little shoots like protrude out onto yeah. each mm-hmm. of them and then it just like basically comes all over them yeah,
1: yeah. So, what the hell is that?
0: What, what is that about? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? It's like, what's the point of that? Again, perverseness is part of this. I'm happy with anything that's bringing it back to like sex and stuff, but this whole scene with the butcher and surgeon doesn't really fit yeah. with the process. And then everything else I've been impressed so far of like, oh, okay, I see how this process works, but I don't get the point of that. I don't know what the blood on the boobs means. Like, if it was like you saw the blood goes onto them and then they absorb it and then their faces like heal again, right. and they're in this like never ending cycle of, they rot and then they heal with each death and then they rot or something like oh. that. But I don't see the point of, well, they just have a fetish. It's like, I like the blood on my boobs.
1: Yeah. Like, I like fresh squeezed blood on my boobies. It's weird. Blood and boobies, that's our thing here in the processing room. And yeah, because then we just cut to the auditor sitting at
0: his table and then he looks at us and then it ends. Yeah, I wrote opening sequence,
1: more funny. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you did ask for a comedy. Yeah. But it ends, and for me, this ends, and I, the first time I watched it, I was like, I feel like I just watched a short film for oh, Hellraiser, right? sort of like an alternate yeah, yeah. take, like a pitch film. And I kind of liked it. And I would have come out going, "Ah, oh, it's interesting and different. It's like five, ten minutes or whatever. It's shot okay, like using minimal budget. But the movie's just starting. I'm like, all right, why the fuck are we going to go with this? And where we, we go yeah. to are the opening credits of Seven. Basically. So we have music trying to be exactly like Seven, Editing trying to be exactly like Seven. Color grade trying to be like Seven. They're only 20 years too late to this party of trying to rip off Seven. Like everything in the end of the 90s and the beginning of the noughties was trying to rip off Seven. And it's painful now when you see stuff. And I mean literally 20 years later, they're ripping it off. And I've read interviews with Gary Tunnicliffe. Now's the time, I guess, for me to say he wanted to make Hellraiser meet Seven. His pitch for judgment, if you can imagine this film without the Hellraiser stuff in there, it is seven yeah only yeah not seven because seven is one of the greatest films of all time yeah Yeah. oh i mean here's the thing it's a terrible terrible ripoff i will say at least this opening credits has more visual style i suppose than most of the hellraiser opening credits have had where it's just titles and terrible music but just there's no independent personality yeah so now we cut to the city and we're going to get into the proper story As a drunk, slutty girl steps out of a car, proclaiming "Uber black my ass," and yeah, then more she, like "sucks," <laughs> something lame. Yep. And then she comes home to a room full of candles. So she goes from thinking it's her ex booty call cool friend Josh to then being pissed off with him to then being turned on and undressing, and then being pissed off again as she okay. can't find a dog. And then yeah, it is a wild ride. And then someone turns up who they show clearly, but you can't see them, covered in black. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely. By the way, not as I'm going to be calling Grizzly Bear Man for the rest of the film. Not the same build. Oh, no. definitely not at all. And someone turns up and kills her, and she says, "What do you want?" And he, and you just hear this voice whisper to make a lesson out of you.
2: That's it. I but I can't fully hate the idea of punching her in the face because <laughs> I really wanted to.
0: Yeah. It was, not that was a punch character. she deserved. So then we cut to our two detectives. Guess what? We're going to have two detectives just like seven. And they're not trying to shy away from it. So one, one who literally m- looks, looks like Brad Pitt. Like Brad Pitt, Pitt. Mm-hmm.
3: Brad Pitt
1: meets Hayden Christensen. Yeah.
3: Is what I wrote. Good call. Because I was like,
1: that's a face of to punch. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got one guy who is grizzled. And he's
0: basically the sort of more old hat at it. Who's a bit more cynical about it. Which is it, basically the Morgan Freeman of it. Yep. And he's quoting books. And like he literature, reads he reads, which
1: is basically yeah, Morgan then.
0: Freeman. And then the <laughs> other who looks like, yeah, preppy schoolboy Mormon yeah. version of
1: Brad Pitt. Yeah, yeah. Brad Pitt, Hayden With Christensen, Kendall. It's like yep. a
0: Kendall, Exactly. Can you guess what Brad Pitt's name was in Seven?
3: Oh, shit.
0: The second name was Mills. What was the first name of this guy's character in this film? <laughs> Don't, no one remembers the name of this... No, no. David. 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 What was the name of Brad Pitt's character in Seven? David. David. uh, wow. That is how on the nose he's going to
1: be Jeez. with this film. Also, I just uh, wanted to point it out, that David has a seatbelt buckled, but it's behind him. <laughs> just so that the thing doesn't go ding.
2: He doesn't read, ding, Justin. Ding. He doesn't know things. Yeah. He only knows how to dress himself impeccably. I was like, why the fuck even and buckle it? And very tight pants. He wears yeah. very tight.
0: You're just yeah. immediately, like, we get this and shot, though, un- you start start
1: immediately. Yeah.
0: Just for the look of the...
1: Th- yeah, i went. Well, yeah. whoa, this is a cheap, poor man's... He said seventh. cheap Brad Pitt. Cheap Brad Pitt, yeah. Poor yeah. man's Brad Pitt, because you can't afford Brad Pitt for this. My no. problem is, I don't... We're going
0: to get to this, that, yeah, they're meant to be brothers. I do not buy them as brothers at any oh, point. ever. I, no. I do not buy them no. as detectives at any point. Yeah, no. And the relationship between them here, where, like, the grizzly man's just not even talking to his brother at all. Yeah,
1: he's like, I've been great. The weekend's been fun. Blah, 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 blah.
0: Oh now he speaks to me. It's ridiculous. Yes. But then he just
1: starts yes. spouting a
0: tale of two cities angrily at him. Uh, and while the younger pretty boy is just dismissing it what? all. Again like Brad Pitt in Seven. Oh the goal to try and steal from Seven. It really is so
3: Dickens, apart Dickens.
0: So they get to the scene where there are no cops. Nobody else on the scene. Just the two of them.
1: Just the two of them. There's
0: been a murder and there's nothing happening as the scene. It's
2: not even quartered off. off. Like, no one's there. Just Crowd two control. O'clock. All you need
0: to do is at least have one guy who, like, goes, oh, it's all yours now, detectives, walk out. Right. And like then maybe, like, a light outside or the something. window with a red and blue light flashing. So, you something. know, there's stuff happening outside. Yeah.
2: That's it. They had a cop car. Like, she was the girl we meet in a second driving a cop car. Why can't they use that outside? And then... You see it later. Because we
1: don't have the money for it.
2: it she's already so, got it.
1: They had it for one day. They <laughs> just had it for one day.
0: One Ridiculous. Day. So this girl's dead that we saw in that scene and there's I am a jealous god written on the ground in her blood and credit cards on her eyes I think.
1: Yeah. yeah. Which is just so dumb. We can't put coins because no one has <laughs> coins anymore so we'll put credit cards as her passing. <laughs> yep.
2: And they somehow uh, don't notice that she has a silver spoon in her mouth. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, they all yeah.
1: know just spoon out.
0: And then they just say it's definitely him. So here we're gonna learn that they've been trying to chase after a serial killer that I thought the first time I watched was called the Preceptor.
2: Yeah, so did I.
0: But not it's called the Preceptor. Preceptor. Uh, I didn't even know what they were saying. They're going to establish that here as Detective Egerton or Edgerton. Edgerton, you say. Edgerton, who's the female detective. She turns up suddenly. They out
1: of pull the out shadows, the gun yeah. her. like super sketchy. She's just like,
2: oh, "Oh shit! Hey, hey, what's up? What's up, dude? You guys aren't the only ones who were called here." I was like, "Well, well maybe announce yourself."
1: yeah and also where the fuck is everyone else well, this crime up the scene is info. not and one of them puts it down it's like you gotta yeah I gotta
2: yeah. they're very serious they're detectives yeah, we're
1: two brothers just the two of us we got
2: each other's backs there's
1: a murder can we solve just two of us <laughs>
2: so, there's a murder can we solve she's saying I'm not
0: sure if this is the preceptor because the preceptor likes to shock a and pull pre- and preach basically But then they see something moving in her belly. They've seen
2: this video on her computer of her dog. Like she worships her dog. That's my dog. I love my dog.
0: So they unzip her. And then they see that she. (laughs) Yeah they do. (laughs) They see that she's sewn together in the belly. And it's all moving and. We're going to
2: immediately assume that it's the dog. Yeah. Yeah. Of immediately. Course. Of
1: course. Why would you not? I mean, it's pretty horrible. It would have just been better if they never showed that clip of like the dog, her talking about dog. Yeah. She was like, where's
2: my dog? Yeah. And, blah, blah, blah.
1: and then we'd all be like, what the hell's her stomach? Well, I like, think it was oh. because
2: she's saying, I worship this little thing. Like, yeah. So yeah. it's like, I am a jealous God. She's worshiping false idols.
0: Oh my God. Don't worship the dogs, people. Yeah. yeah. Blah, she should have just said in her life, like,
1: where's my dog? you touched my dog. I will kill you. Baby. Where's my baby?
0: Yeah. So the killer took the dog, put it in her womb because it was her baby. Put, it, put, put one, the
1: baby back in the baby maker.
0: <laughs> I love do- doctor, like how it works though. Dr. Detective Edgerton is, is holding the dog out. He's pulling out of With the belly. Blood everywhere. <laughs> and doesn't seem to give a shit. She just literally no. holds up and goes, Oh, the dog was her baby. So you put it in her womb. <laughs> and you can see you can just I got like listening to all this, I can see Gary Tonakclip sitting there writing it while watching Seven. And you can see how you think as a writer, oh, I'm writing lines as good as those ones. Because no. there are moments in here where it's just like the lines oh, yeah. in Seven, but without any of the context. smart yeah.
1: writing.
2: You don't have Morgan Freeman. Like just just
1: she put the baby in the basket. <laughs> Just put the dog in the basket.
0: So then they're hanging out at the police station now. I say police station,
2: but (laughs) it's just a room with detectives (gasps) written on (laughs) it. Yeah, all we (laughs) ever see is
0: one room. Yeah, we don't even see anybody walk outside at any point. No No one's ever working there. (laughs) and Yeah, it just they don't really work there. It doesn't say their name. Private
2: detectives,
1: though, just
0: private (laughs) detectives.
2: No, because every time you see the outside of the building, it says police department. And private detectives do not get called out to no. murder yeah. scenes no. when
0: there are no police there. Well. I wonder
2: if the police room just says police on it. police <laughs> Polices. police is where we keep them. So
0: the detective, the female detective, Edgerton, is saying that she's there to help them. Grizzly Bear needs to leave because it's his wife's birthday. Oh, shit. So he, he heads home with some carnations. And then stands in the doorway looking at a picture of himself as an army guy. <laughs> like, oh, the good times.
2: Goddamn, I'm good looking.
1: Heck, ah, shit. Yeah, I well, should give myself a birthday gift. And he walks around the corner and his wife just says, smoking inside yeah. and eating cake. Which is crazy because the cake is uncut. Yes. And she has a piece of cake. So I went. She already fuck.
2: ate a whole cake. That's how long, <laughs> how late he is. And then she's like, fuck uh, you. You're making me eat a whole cake.
0: That uh, was confusing the crap out of me too. It's like, yeah. she's eating cake. But the cake is so hot. <laughs> yeah.
2: How did no one notice
0: this? So yeah. That takes effort. Yeah. Anna's on a set, that takes effort. Yeah. It's like, where did she get the just give her
2: the cake from the cake? Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, no, Fucking we're gonna ret- we're gonna return this cake. She out doesn't there. even
2: eat any of it, so you're like you're not losing it with every take.
1: Then she looks at him and she's like,
0: I don't even like carnations and walks off to her room. You should know that. Yeah.
1: Just, uh, I thought they were roses anyway. I did too, <laughs> I but like I was like, editor. "You don't
2: see him again, so I couldn't I'm justify like, that."
1: You know, he's a detective, right? <laughs> so what are you someone's upset about? Yeah, sorry, it's your birthday. It was someone's death day. All
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. right.
2: Yeah, but she knows he was just sitting in that no working <laughs> office, just like, oh fuck.
1: Yeah, you're on
0: that it's sound stage birthday. again, aren't you? Just sitting yep. in
1: your fake movie office. Yeah. Also, she looks completely different from at the end i'm like did they oh, switch yeah. actresses she
2: looks terrible I'm in like, the scene yeah. i'd be like Ugh!
1: no she's also completely different she yeah. looks completely different like the actress at the end is probably not the same actress in these like it's earlier quite bits. possible it is quite possible because it did not look well, like her face looks
2: the same but it, she definitely looks terrible in that right here so they're back in the
0: police office i can use inverted every time Going over some older killings so they can basically give us information. He brings
2: in donuts. He's like, considerate to them. Don't. Why didn't you bring your wife fucking donuts? You know, I mean. She's
0: eaten enough. <laughs> you ate a whole cake and yeah. she's got a second one to go.
2: Just it's- saying. Maybe if you were more considerate with your gift giving. <laughs> There's no one that's like, I don't even like donuts. No one says that. He
0: does that purely though, he- so he can mm. bring in donuts while they're talking about the previous killings that can happen. So you right. can look all cool by going, ah. The lawyers were feeding lies to everyone, so he fed their lies to their son, taking their tongues and then blending them up. Want a
2: donut? (laughs) She takes one, too.
0: Just like, I'm going to feed you up.
2: Takes the jelly one. Ooh. Weird.
0: Well played, lady. So, they say here the preceptor is a teacher and he's there to uphold the law. That's what a preceptor does. 14 victims so far. Some would say so many victims. There might be more people involved than these two detectives yeah. trying to track him down.
2: Well, they're so surprised that they, she's been called in to help them out. They're like, how many people have died so far? 14? Fucking 14. Are you shitting me, you guys? You know how many what serial are you killers doing have in killed here? 14
3: people? Yeah.
0: Like, <laughs>
2: not that many. <laughs> if any, God Lord.
0: There are two commandments There's a massacre. Left. So the last two killings are going to be, thou shall not steal and thou shall not covet.
2: Should we decide now that his brother, the young Brad Pitt, is the worst detective ever if his brother is the one doing <laughs> yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. And 14 times this has happened and yeah. every time he's like,
0: wonder who it could be? You know why? Because they're not brothers. Well, yeah, they're really not or brothers. Or
1: detectives. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. They're definitely neither of those things. Then we get this terrible- And um, th- he's not Brad Pitt. <laughs> we get this terrible <laughs> fading no montage as they all work together trying to figure it out.
2: All they're doing is like walking around the room. Yeah.
1: You know that guy totally probably thinks he is Brad Pitt in Seven Redheads. Uh, oh man, I'm like yeah, Brad Pitt in Seven. Tie, it all. Yeah, we get this, this montage of them working it
0: out, only then to cut to some girl screaming as blooded hands hack and pull out her teeth and other stuff. And then they're at the next crime scene. I oh, like, thank God he killed somebody else because we were not figuring much out walking no. around our office just yeah. <laughs> and looking at stuff. Oh, so then okay. Uh, what happens? Yeah, the young one gives one of the other cops already there a coffee. Did you notice this?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Have you ever seen this before? This is an exact oh, yeah. scene in Seven where Brad Pitt comes to the first oh, killing yeah. that they investigate. Well, the second technically, but the first yeah. one like this. And there's a cop waiting outside and he hands him a coffee. Yeah. Exactly the fucking thing.
2: Yeah. Except he has the cool, like, Greek.
0: Yeah. happy the New York, yeah. the cool, yeah. And it's before they like, go yeah. into uh, New York one also the obese one yes. gone, what is have forgotten Yeah. No, glant, yeah before they get into that building or he
2: building. eats yeah. himself to death
0: just I mean dang that's blatant it's all blatant it's terrifyingly horribly blatant so but no they're not in a cool building like that they're at a playground and it looks like they put up a plastic play toy for yeah. a few minutes so they can it's grab this shot his
2: brother's about to go and hit the bigger grizzly guy's like no let her go
0: yeah <laughs> Yeah, i yeah. had to look at it. So the people take goes first, but they find a bunch of severed arms of what look like kids uh, holding flowers with jars on the playground. And in st- uh, inside the palms are eyeballs and teeth. And then there's missing posters of all these kids arranged to spell out thieves on the scene while Pinhead's still hanging oh, that's out. that's what it's about. I didn't even yeah. Yeah. That. thieves. Then they say later that it turns out all these victims were aged between 12 to 15 years old and they all had records as thieves.
2: But she said that it was only for like petty theft.
0: Yeah, petty theft, but still
2: seems theft. like a stretch. Well, I feel like like
0: Grizzly Bear on
3: not
2: The Wall Street tycoon people steal actual terrible things yes. from good people. Yes, but we're gonna just target children.
1: Yes, it's like easier. I'm not a. I'm yeah. a. I'm not that strong. <laughs> <laughs> he likes an easy kill.
2: A lot of them. <laughs> evidently. have Like, hey, you want some candy?
1: I got some right
0: there. And yeah, throughout this, we keep we're, we're coming back to Pinhead still hanging out on his throne, watching a wall.
2: Yep. yep.
0: Do you He's think on the wall like Grandpa he
2: can, go to bed? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so then they find that all the kids went to the same school uh, as did the previous victim. Is that right? Is that what happened? Yeah, Crystal. There you go. And they have a local perp from that school who peddled kitty porn and was caught jerking off and flashing the girls at that school. Is yeah, that what yeah, it yeah yep. at their Something gym like class. There you go. So they head over to this perp's flat. Which is all dark and fucked up, and no one can ever turn on lights in this film. When there are newspapers and a preceptor that he saved, I think. Ooh, and then they find an envelope that so it's like that's probably well, enough investigating. The
2: landlady says she turned them off. Yeah, because well, she She yeah. also
0: comes down from an unfinished soundstage
1: set. So who's gonna trust her?
2: I you know, don't judge where other people live. She walks down yeah. the stairs and
0: there's nothing above her.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? She's a little old lady She's Mary who lives so You should know. Do not trust people. She lives in <laughs> a shoe. Down fake steps.
0: Yeah, they find his envelope and they're like, that'll probably do. Let's just go back to the lab with that. They don't bother investigating anything else. They just do that to then go back. Oh, She
1: also goes, he's got quite the right arm. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> a bunch of porn bags. Yep. Yeah. That's- and
2: when they're at the, the playground, the younger brother says, we should get the surveillance footage from this. And yep. nothing ever happens. Because yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: she, she did see... see- that you would help. then see somebody, I don't know, arranging arms on a...
0: Yeah. but well, this grizzly bear. I
1: just go, oh, yeah. I'm gonna yeah, break. I'll yeah. do that. Oh, it don't dro- worry. dropped in water. Oh, see, I wrote down, there was a moment, I don't remember, but I wrote, that, like the brother, older brother from Orange's Grizzly Man got intense. And I was, i boy, he's intense, probably a killer. Yep. Yep. I'll be honest, no, I
0: didn't necessarily think it was the beginning, but I don't think I cared I, 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 enough. I really was like, please don't let him be like, that was just too easy. <laughs> well, no. tough. This no, is Kevin
2: Spacey is coming to save you. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is
0: the point in the movie for me where I've written down, oh my God, the detectives
1: really are meant to be brothers. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize until. Yeah. I yeah. still didn't know. <laughs> until like the very, very end when he says, I go, wait, does he mean literal brothers? <laughs> it's preposterous. Oh, like, <laughs> my, you're my brother. It's preposterous. Yeah. I thought what it is. I saw no s- resemblance that
0: they well, could Maybe realize. they're like different no.
2: baby daddies. It's just
0: even the way they interact with each other. Yeah, it's terrible. Up until this point, like later on, sure, there's a bit of caring going on right. from the younger one, but like it's up at those points. Yeah. preposterous I agree. But yeah, they go to that apartment, get this letter, come back, only for them grizzly bear brother to then go back immediately. Yep.
2: Yeah. He's like, I'm going to swing back that by that place on my way home. Just some guy about it. me.
0: And so he goes onto the guy's laptop and uses the locator on the laptop to find where he was at last? Yep. Is this how that works? Because... Oh, oh, so this where- well,
2: he Google mapped the... The guy Google mapped the address yes, yeah. so that oh. he could see how to get there. Oh. So he X'd out all of the the kitty porn that this guy was looking at. <laughs>
0: yeah, which also said... Uh, enter only if you're over 18. Yeah.
2: You can only look at other children if you're <laughs> but, yeah. not a what? child. I don't yeah. think those sites would care. No.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: But yeah. Well, then, all right, fine. This guy was stupid enough to Google he's, Map.
1: He's like, I'm not- Well, old, he's not the killer, though. I guess, so he's going to Google Map. But it's also interesting. Yeah, this is where not. This is where I kind of get confused as to, like, why he, they even go to that guy's house if it's the brother who's killing everyone. Yeah,
0: is he cogent of what he's doing?
1: Because I'm like, why are you going back to this crime scene now or yeah. where the guys disappeared for what? Because yeah. you know, you killed all the people. Exactly. So, what are you doing? Is he looking for someone to
2: pin it on? Maybe. Yeah. Or maybe he's looking for another victim. Like, he's looking, he's found out that this guy's like, you know, he's
0: only got indecent two left. to he children knows he's in or whatever. Maybe coveting. he's just looking to see another victim. No, but he's got cover and whatever that one was, like Cheat. thieving. No. And thieving. he's just on the thieving one. And I you know he had he's taking Yeah, he did thieving and coveting. Oh. And coveting you know he's leaving for his Yeah, but maybe members. after
2: this he's gonna branch out to like, I don't know. Serial killer seven deadly sins.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think the sequel to this then is seven. already happened.
2: i should've just called this ten. <laughs> so, Except it's fifteen. It's, uh, Why have there already been fourteen murders if there's only ten commandments?
0: Oh, no, but uh, I think this is the problem. Gary Tunnicliffe is trying to be smart because there are actually more to command. There aren't 10 commandments. That's a fallacy that religious people believe. If you look in the Bible, there are a lot more commandments. There's a uh, lot of commands. And I'm going to take Gary Tunnicliffe's word for commanding. it that he googled it. And there is 16 Well, he keeps clo- or quoting
2: Ecclesiastes, which is like the Hebrew Bible, like the Old Testament at right, right, least. Right, right. So, he's, he's probably, going old school on He's going this old school. school.
0: There's some great like, articles out there of like all the things that people, religious people quote, like live their lives by essentially from the bible that if they read the bible they would know it's not true right and that's one of them there aren't 10
2: commandments um, nuns lied to me <laughs> Maybe me never learned read the that shit.
0: <laughs> so he gets to the place it's the house from the beginning the auditor's house he knocks on the door it opens he passes out wakes up in the auditor's chair so the auditor wants to know about a preceptorist as well turns out but i guess now it makes sense because the auditor would know that he's the preceptor right um, so well he
2: does after this anyway
0: well yeah but when he sits down he says like i want to know about preceptor he said oh we want to know about him as well right which is like basically i guess saying we want to know about you
3: mm-hmm. which yeah
0: i guess that works grizzly bears asking about the lament configurations so the auditor it says that they are linking mechanism between worlds mm-hmm. there are conduits and then what else do you say
2: He describes like the pain and pleasure and blah, blah so this blah. isn't
0: a bit where he's sort of saying they're useless or whatever or is it like
2: yeah, he didn't say anything about them being useless. He's one, just saying they're outdated. Why are they just sitting on a shelf? Because they're like mementos. Yeah, like, honestly, it come they in did a lot of work with and that and that Pinhead's this is got some memories attached. She's like, oh, this is the one that Kirsty talked me out of. Oh, and this is the time she did it again. <laughs> this Kirsty is the, time oh, is the third one <laughs> when I almost had her. And I'll
1: get her. I <laughs> think, it's yeah, think it's funny, but, oh, she's getting away. She's still <laughs> away, out there. Huh?
0: Yeah, Custy's still out yeah. there. with a box? Yep.
1: Yep. Um, but yeah, anyway, anyway. he goes, oh, "What's inside the? What's inside that little box?" And then the guy goes, "You'd be surprised what's inside." Or yeah, something like that. Like yeah. that. yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, and then the auditors auditors ask him his questions. He he said he heard voices. Is that right? Cause he yeah. says, "Like, when did you he hear the voice?" yeah when he was four years old and then he says there was one when he was 25 uh when a bullet I hit i didn't understand in the front. he's basically going through these times where he's allowed death to happen around him oh. or being a part of the death that's happened around him and there's something that happened when he was just four i think he says
2: i cannot understand him when he was too growly
0: yeah it's hard to understand and i don't understand the voices thing if that's meant to be like i
2: was like he's just being like judged for being a soldier yeah. Which seemed weird. Well, yeah, you don't
0: know right now, do you? Right. I guess that's the point. But yeah, he's like done stuff before. And then, yeah, he is, I think he is being judged for being a soldier as well. I don't think it's all, you know, but then obviously they're going to get to the precept of stuff that we're not going to hear. Right. During that confession, maybe. Right. And the voices, I presume then, because we'll learn later, is that God is basically a hey, okay this serial killer to well, go out to Well, I also took it as like
2: maybe like PTSD issues that he was having post-war.
0: Sure. But I think they're very much going into like he's been sent here as-, as part of god's you know
2: no because she sword. even i mean at the end they don't tell her that god does not approve god is just allowing
0: no but yeah but that's what no it doesn't she doesn't say dog doesn't approve she says you've not been forgiven right it's like you will still have to pay for this stuff but you are necessary we want like they want him to be doing what he's doing hmm. so like definitely i feel like the voices are something that god has then put in his head to tell him to do what he's doing weird Um, then they quote some Bible references back and forth and the auditor seems impressed. And then we get a very blurry montage of him answering all these questions. And then they kiss. And then they make out. (laughs) Then the assessor comes in, seems really happy with his meal because it's so big and thick of information. So he eats it all up and then begins to choke and blood comes out of his mouth. So he pukes up blood into the all.
2: No, he gets one page. Can't
0: do it. Can't do it. So
2: he's meant to assume that it's not actually paper because it's really flimsy and like thick. Is it skin or something?
0: I don't know. Oh, don't I, don't think, I don't think they thought that through
2: it was really flimsy
0: it's just like wet paper
2: I didn't tell if they were actually doing it on like pasta or something well, pulled, so they uh, can uh, actually eat it, been, like, tears yeah. On it
0: so. yeah. yeah. but yeah in real life they probably did it on pasta or something yeah pasta sheets and then the auditor comes in asking what Grizzly Bear has done but the naked girls in the next room they're also joking everyone's joking and he well, says it's black goo no well, it's black goo exactly mm-hmm. and then he says he's going to be taken to be cleaned and then to the surgeon um, but he hasn't been judged yet so the auditor's getting ahead of himself, but whatever. Um, and then a bell rings and he tidies himself it up and be. leads himself into a room of light. So the bell rings here each time this I mean she's an angel mm-hmm. turns up. Which is a different usage of the bell in previous films, where it's been whenever the angel of No it's Elle for Elise's
2: bad. And Bell is good.
0: Yeah could not
2: understand her name
0: no i didn't understand a lot of this so which we're going to get later but something... at the moment we we're not meant to we just see a girl in white and she tells him to <laughs> let the detective go and do not uh, she says do not get the eraser to come back here i think something like that oh and it certainly yeah. sounds like the kind of word gary tonicliffe would make up right as part of the law
2: so because she says they he hasn't been judged yet so yeah it's within her right
0: which is true Grizzly Bear is tied to the plinth as the women come in to grope him and tear his clothes off, and we really get to see what they do here to clean your insides. They pour their own like spit into your no, mouth, oh. which then forms into these bubbles and kind
1: of cleans you out inside. Like so, just so, so gross, I'm Like I don't think they brush their teeth at all.
2: <laughs> no, their tongues are all like white on the tops, so yeah, which is just like, like you're Whoa. sick and you're now no, spitting in my mouth.
0: So this is where double contrivances happen for me in films that I hate. Where we have the one of okay, the angel wants to let him go. Which I'm fine with, because then it's like, all right, he's going to get out because he's an exception. But not only does that happen, but he also gets loose and then gets out himself. Yeah. Which bothers the crap out of me. It's like, well, no one else would get out. Like, I don't see this as a
1: process people can escape He can not get from.
2: out of a wheelchair, but he can get out of, like, freaking metal handcuffs.
1: Yeah. Well, it's not the first time he's been in bondage. <laughs> Meanwhile,
0: the order goes to visit Pinhead, and then Chatterer turns up, and he's gonna like—he looks like he's gonna <laughs> go. He does. He turns up like a dog to kill or to turn Pinhead. Just goes no. <laughs> and then there are <laughs> two lesbian girls in a corner again. Yeah. Recurring themes. And then they come back, and they find that Grizzly Bear's gone, killed the women, and taken one of the boxes. And Pinhead very much looks like a judge, I think, rather than a priest in yeah. this film.
1: It looks like a manager. Yeah, just worked at his job. He's like, "What way is it, long. Bob?" Yeah, retired judge. He was like, "I wasn't the su- I made you supervisor for a reason, man.
2: Why do I keep having to come on the floor? You have like two weeks till retirement. Just yeah, let me have this." It's just
1: like,
0: Wait, what? Pinhead eats one of his pages and then says, "There's no need to go after him. He'll be back."
2: Yeah, he's very much like a host here. Him yeah. eating it, he's like, "Eat this in remembrance of my body."
0: Needs those cinnabons.
2: Yeah. So
0: Bear Bear's going to meet up with his little brother and they head back to the house together with no explanation, no backup,
1: no, no nothing.
2: Literally with his brother going, where are we? What, what are we doing, doing here? here? Yeah. Why are you bringing me here? Did you, uh, did you invent- call this did in? Did you
1: make an offer? Do you got escrow? Yeah.
0: Yep. So they break in, but the house is now empty. Did you notice there's a strobing effect going out mm-hmm. on for this entire scene? Yeah. That's what happens when you don't sort out your frame rates yeah. with the type of fluorescent lights that you're using in yep. scenes. <laughs> And are ways to combat that in post, um, which you can do. But anyway, we should let Gary know. <laughs> you can, just post I'll processing if you have to. But yeah, Grizzly Man then drives home to glare at candles while he We're drinks. Still
2: not telling his brother why he took him to that house. No, he's just like, nope. I'll drive you back to your car. <laughs> all right. Why are you mad at me, bro? <laughs> you don't call the, me. I'm the bear. His
0: <laughs> ah. so box that he stolen has got a lighter wood on it, hasn't it? It's not mm-hmm. normal. Looks a bit different. Yeah. I was hoping it would then open different paths. It's like paths. walnut
2: instead of mahogany.
0: It really Yeah.
1: It's all even ash. Yeah, They went cheaper. They're like, um, mahogany got real expensive. Surely they've been allowed to keep it's the boxes an antique.
0: Uh, So he has a little dream of the two lesbian Cenobites and they put a mask over his face and then Chatterer comes
1: and pours something boiling <laughs> into his eyes. Not really sure what. I think iron. I think it was like the man in the iron mask. I think it was they meant did. to look like that. They're like, hey, we'll just like we'll or. just be like uh, that Leo movie, Man of the <laughs> Iron Mask.
2: <laughs> what other films? Remember can that we very rip
1: current off? movie? Yeah.
0: Do you think Gary Tannenklip is just catching up on films and he's hit the yeah. mid nineties?
2: <laughs> or he's just like got a kid who's doing a lot of book reports and making him read them out loud. He's like, oh yeah, that one.
0: <laughs> so he wakes up and then his wife starts
1: comforting him and starts really he comforting him. He doesn't just him. wake up; he fucking screams at the, t- <laughs> yeah. yells at the table. <laughs>
2: And she immediately is like, it's just a dream. Come back to bed. Yeah.
1: <laughs> sexy time. She, I wrote down. Uh, <laughs> uh Brace yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> we I never know down. what's going to happen. find it and then announce it. Nightmares announcing. to sexy time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they start fucking. And then he has visions of the Cenobites during. So, he throws her off. But he still got his underpants on,
1: so impressive yeah. sex. Yeah. Or he just, you know, it was like popped it through the hole in his <laughs> underwear. He's like, I can't be bothered to take these <laughs> off. It's too cold. Don't look he at me. He was too
2: excited. So he's just like, Don't whatever. Don't look at me. Be yeah. fine.
1: Like, I wasn't actually in you. <laughs> he was just like writhing around like a great <laughs> person. That's how long it's
2: been since we had sex. Do so you think that that's what we were doing.
1: <laughs> he's like, we were just dry humping.
2: <laughs> and this whole time they keep referencing the fact that these two have a kid and you never see this kid. No. Ever. Oh, they have a kid? Yeah. Since when? <laughs> they had like, they taught, like, anytime that she's on the phone or something, Kids at school and stuff. Yeah, the kid's at school or oh, yeah, just right, stay there, like, just you take, take it, the kid yeah. to school, I'll come <laughs> do it. It's like, where? where's this kid? honestly
0: his set could not afford a kid. They no. cost a lot to have on set. So, <laughs> then we come to him,
1: why even have a kid?
2: <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was <laughs> the, point, was of the point of that? was the point of that? is it not his
1: kid? Is it the guy she cheated on him <laughs> with? Oh, <laughs> And do Maybe that's what he thinks. Like it.
2: That's why he's like, don't even show me that kid.
0: So then he's walking drunk down a back alley with the cruise shadows. Somehow it's oh,
2: still dark out. All over his face. He woke up in his bedroom and it was light. And then he goes oh, inside. No, it's no, dark. He fell
1: asleep with the lights on. Ah, <clears throat> uh, he had the lights on when he went to bed. And I was like, what the but hell? But when they
2: were having sex, it was dark.
1: No, the lights yeah. were still on. But uh, with the lights, yeah, yeah. I know, <laughs> it was just. It was just really. <laughs> I wrote down. uh sleep with lights on because <laughs> he lays down and he puts the covers over it, and you then he goes be into detective yeah, <laughs> I would be a <laughs> detective there I'd be like, Number after the second murder <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: after the second death I'd be like hmm
2: I think I've it might be my grizzly bear brother I'd be like
1: first of all he's not my brother he's trying to cover his tracks I'm on to <laughs> him calling for backup
0: Honestly, I think this is the worst I've ever seen of crew shadows for a long time. Not yeah. for a brief shot. Yeah. The entire time he walks down it and they cut back to it again. The cameraman with the, all the wires from the camera are just right over his face. It's just so dumb. It's just like, just don't even use that shot. We don't need to. And then he gets like, what even happens to him? I just like, I blink for a second and he's on the ground.
2: He like, he like passed out because it looked like a homeless guy walked up to him. But the homeless guy had like a, a flayed face in right. his head. Uh. So he passed out. And then when he looked up, he was, like, overrun with... <laughs> yeah, Well, not even They no. look like Almost Henry people. Cavill
1: from the Hell <laughs> Just yeah. Henry Cavill's just beat him up. <laughs> God damn you, Henry Cavill.
0: So, yeah, then, it's,
2: <laughs> then he just <laughs> wakes <laughs> up
0: the next day. David's getting coffees for him and the girl detective, and hers has almond milk. Mm. Because, you know...
2: Lactose intolerant.
0: <laughs> this really... To me, this this is a point for me. I was just like, this entire film feels like a college kid who's trying to write something sophisticated, you know? It's I'm, like...
2: Uh, college kid? I don't know.
0: This feels like college film writing to me. Mm. Really, really You've been to film school, I have not, so. It feels like someone who, yeah, it's what's seven has watched a couple other films that they respect, and like, I can write something as great as that, and this is what you'd come out with. Yeah. Like, the invention is really there in that opening scene, And then we've sort of abandoned that and just gone to, yeah, a bad rip-off of a classic movie.
2: Yeah. It's like beat for beat.
0: Yeah. It really is. Um, So then we have this whole sort of thing where she's asking him if his brother has PTSD or if he drinks or does drugs. And he says, no, my brother's not drinking anymore.
2: Uh, He's sober.
0: So then she admits the reason for her to be there is partly to help him with the case, but also to evaluate Grizzly Bear. And, uh... (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: I'm here to evaluate Grizzly Bear My brother Yes brother (laughs) At which point
0: Also they were
1: really trying to sell that they're brothers Because she comes in at one point she goes Brothers (laughs) Which I thought it was like detective code Did we mention
0: that they're brothers Because this is not believable So Grizzly Bear's wife rings him up And and tells the little brother
2: That's how he answers the phone. Yeah, it's
0: like, hey you, hey you,
1: I hey know. You. Which i like, dude, what the fuck? I was
2: like, try to be a little more subtle, <laughs> Jesus.
1: Hey you, trying to get that D right now? I was literally but like, what? I can't
2: imagine any <laughs> world where my brother-in-law would call me and I'd be like, hey you. <laughs> Hey unless you. I was having sex with him. Yeah, he
1: didn't he didn't say like, Hey you, what's up? He said, Hey, hey you. you. Yep. like very sexual. Yeah.
0: And to which immediately after him saying, My brother doesn't drink anymore, she says, Your brother came home drunk and bleeding, which you don't we don't hear her say it. Basically, but we're learn is what she said, because yeah. that's what happens. Yeah. So then he yeah. lies to the detective and says that his brother's car broke down or something, so he's gotta go and help him. He goes sees his brother and he's just lying there. Can't
2: take the car we're in currently. Drunk. <laughs> I have to go get my own car and go pick him up. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: and yeah, it's just like lying there, just drunk and bleeding outside his house. That's where he slept all night, I guess. Um, and then he says, no one is, it's like his little brother says to him, don't worry, no one's judging you. To which his big brother says, only God is judging me. And then he says that line, which is going to be an important quote later. And I was yeah. going to write it down at that time. And then I thought, like, no, that's probably not important. But uh-huh. it was. <laughs> yeah. He gives a quote to do with what is it? Uh, God will Judges judge both the, the righteous
2: and the, the guilty and the or whatever. Yeah,
1: the righteous and unrighteous. So then, David, while but she in, says
2: it with so much intensity, this guy is just like, because he doesn't quote books with this intensity, he just has this feeling of like an ex pastor this yes, whole time. That's true. And he's like, it's just really annoying the way he does oh, yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. It's very annoying. I was like, there's no way that you're telling me that it's just because he reads the Bible that he talks like this.
1: I just read the Bible and I talk like this.
0: No, it's because he's a crazy person. <laughs> but then when he's out, David then picks up the book, A Tale of Two Cities, and sees there are at least two sentences underlined in it. Yeah. No more.
1: So, he takes a photo of one page.
2: Can't even be bothered to read the second page. He's so like, this is what's wrong with today's generation.
1: He's like, oh, boy. I broke the that case. a lot I of got words. i got super important documents. Right? I should I should put this book back now.
0: <laughs> no, what's wrong with this generation is, yeah, no one needs to not read it. He takes a photo. I'll read it later.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't need to live this moment right he now. Doesn't even, he doesn't really even do his damn job, which is like, investigate, dude. Yeah. Flip the fucking pages. Just the
2: are you going to take the book with you? Yeah, just take the, the whole shit. book. Your it's just sitting nice. down in the yeah. kitchen. No one's reading books in the kitchen. Come yeah, on. also,
1: it's your brother. and Your brother be like, what are you doing with that book? And be like, I saw it highlighted. You told me
2: you wanted, you said it was a really good book. I should read it. Something. <sighs> and it's, and it's like that was the first case that that, hap- that the preceptor wrote that about. And it's like, so if your brother is working that case with you and he goes home and gets his book Tale of Two Cities and he's like, Oh yes, these are the lines that we saw. It's not that weird to highlight them.
0: No, not at all.
2: So it's he's like investigating he's the case. doing his job. You're just taking photos of his investigation. And being <laughs> immediately suspicious of his yeah. brother who up until
0: that point he doesn't he's not at all suspicious no. of. Yeah. Plus, there have been 14 murders.
2: 14. That's now 15.
0: That, well, 15. That's a lot of underlined
2: sentences. Yeah.
1: and terrible also Terrible detective. He's yeah, the worst only detective. Now he's like, wait a second. Yeah. My brother always oh, seems to know where these murders are before any of the other police squads show up. That's why there's, there's
0: never anyone else there. It always <laughs> he doesn't the
1: mind. like, oh, I could go home and then wait for someone to find it, but
0: I really don't want to hit that traffic. I was sure my brother would say, oh, I got a weird call, in. there's a murder here. He doesn't even leave the crime scene. He does it, and then just waits. Yeah.
2: Housekeeper called it in. (laughs) Brilliant. (laughs) I'm so smart.
0: Back at the police station and uh, it's written
2: on the side of the building okay
0: david david is showing the girl detective that the letters from the preceptor have quotes from a tale of two cities and oh my god my brother's got a book of a tale of two cities and he's underlined the quotes as if he's doing his
1: job and yeah gets all suspicious and she goes well isn't that what he's supposed to do he's a detective yep. he's like oh oh shit yeah you're right
2: is that what i'm supposed to be doing
1: and then shit. a medical examiner calls him in and i'm
0: thinking we're gonna get another set yeah nah. <laughs> Got a little excited and his brother's yeah very suspicious of it so the girl detective asks the brother to look around i don't really know where
2: <laughs> she but, doesn't either
0: because she's gonna go with grizzly bear to see this and see the coroner essentially why
2: couldn't she text him to say can you take a look around while we're gone like, why does she have to like go back and be weird? You should look around. Because If, he's, if he's
0: gonna leave things. anything that proves that Important he's a murderer, things. he's gonna leave it in the police station.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, because also she texts him later again and just going, like, "Hey, I uh, remember how I told you to look around. Did you find anything? Did you find yeah. anything? It's like, dude, I will text you." And she starts texting him while she's in the car with with Chris the Lisa. sound on, with the sound on, the
0: <laughs> phone just going. <laughs> oh and he just says yeah there were a couple of lines from Taylor to see and that's it like there's nothing at all anyway and she a-
2: smiles like oh good, oh, good. you're it's in the him. clear
1: it's not him what a dumb. It's she's like you're honest so you're good
0: so yeah we get a new location sort of the coroner's office is an empty room with two gurneys on it uh,
1: and, a, and a guy in a cool aloha shirt really nice guy yeah, he looks friendly. He totally like
2: ripped, like ripped this guy off from Twin Peaks. He's oh really? like the psychologist in Twin Peaks, dresses just like this. Really? Uh huh.
1: He's like poor, clearly. Cause he's like, oh, that's a dope phone. Yeah, yeah. I, I only a have four. a four. I was hoping to keep the Cinchas. What are he you? <laughs> he's like, what a
2: waste. Yeah, she was only twenty one. I meant the phone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So yeah, to clarify, they get the iPhone has been shoved down her throat. Um, iPhone 7. iPhone 7, thank you. And from the GPS in it, because the iPhone happened to die at the same time she died, the GPS stopped where she died. So, they're able to then use that to find where she died. Sure. To which he then asks the detective girl before she leaves, are you single? And she goes...
2: He's like, I haven't seen you around right here before. Like,
1: yeah, yeah, right. She you're kidding. Yeah, think, yeah you're kidding. You're kidding, right? so. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, I was kidding. He seems
2: like a nice guy. He's yeah. obviously he's intelligent. He's, he's doing his he's job. Good he at has a job. A job. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing no one else is doing a Nobody yeah. else.
1: And he's nice, and clearly he doesn't care about money or wealth. He's just like yeah. I saw before.
2: Yep. Yeah, but he was also thinking about stealing that phone. Yeah, yeah he he's was. Like, but that means he deserved
1: it. He's <laughs> he totally deserved it. <laughs> he's <laughs> he like, it. I worked really I hard. Found this. He's resourceful. <laughs> yeah. He's it, like,
2: why I throw it away? I need it.
1: No, he's like, I just clean it. I can disinfect it.
2: Let's get all this blood off of it. No big deal.
1: So, Grizzly Bear and Lady
0: Detective go to the new location, which the is like this warehouse of the place. Now, finally, I've written down, very happy, Grizzly Bear calls it in, or appears to anyway, in the background. We hear him calling it in, and I'm like, at last, someone yeah. is doing their fucking job, yeah. right? Nope. And then he convinces <laughs> her in order to not need a warrant that she needs to pretend that she hears a struggle inside, so they're allowed to break in.
2: I love how the address is like 12346. <laughs> it like It'll sound weird if it's 12345. We'll do 12346. <laughs> yeah. Everyone remember that? 12346
1: Avocado Street. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, of course, this is another
0: room with no lights, so it's very dark. And they're walking around and they find another room full of quotes and pictures and serial killer things that couldn't look more serial killery if it tried. This is like just writing. Yes, mm-hmm. I am a freaky mass murderer, man. All Check around here. every serial son. killer
2: has to have one of these rooms. Yep, and
0: there's one picture on the wall that's not unveiled yet because it's got a little red curtain over yeah. it. It's got a little curtain. <laughs> so, they, so they pull it off, and who is it? It's his brother with his wife, <gasps> looking happy. <gasps> Well, which, his uh, wife does
2: not look happy. To be fair, she looks like she's like, "I told you not to take my fucking picture." Yeah, that's true. I like, no, stop. Stop. I'm <laughs> He's like, I'm trying He's like, "I'm a detective. Don't worry. I know what I'm doing." He's
1: like, "No, no, no, no it's You're cool." A He's like, detective. "I just want this to remember something to touch myself <laughs> 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 to,
2: to." To which, to which the fucking
0: okay, so the female detective Edgerton, she suddenly seems to figure it out. Yeah because the killer's gonna kill like it makes sense the killer would go after the detective that's what happened in seven so you think she'd go oh yeah i saw this in a movie already i know what's going on but no this is where we're going to deviate from seven because grizzly then cracks his neck and then smacks her out and knocks her unconscious Mm -hmm. and then kills her i think sort of but he doesn't
1: because she comes back later
2: he thinks that he killed her
1: he really, down well, he, he really goes to town on her. Oh, he goes to town on the yeah. floor next to her head. <laughs> <laughs> he he really just half half-assed. He's like, I'm really good at killing people, but this one I don't know if I, not I'm you. that good.
2: Well, because she didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, you can't judge her.
1: Yeah, but he would kill her because then he would be revealed.
2: Why doesn't he just shoot her?
1: Yeah. <sighs> why, yeah. why does any of this happen? Yeah. Um, <laughs> why didn't he just pretend he didn't know and be like, Well, What the why hell? Why
0: didn't Dimension Films not just make a proper movie? Yep. So then, Turn
2: Clive Barker's emails.
1: Then, uh, oh, we yep. lost your email address, bro.
2: Awkward. And your cell phone number. It's on, and it's on your, your website. Oh, we got hacked? Yeah. Oh, that, that was Sony. We, we lost, lost our, our internet. <laughs> all of it. It's all gone. Internet was well, down
1: for six, six months.
0: months. Then Brad Pitt turns up and heavy metal music is playing, much like the scene in the club in Seven. Yep. On which he then turns off, thank God, because thank, I was like, yeah. please stop being this obnoxious. Um, but then Grizzly gets his gun, uh, brings it up on his brother, gets him to drop it and then holds the gun right up against his chest, which I love. He's like walking through the place with his brother and he's just holding it with like the back of his hand against his chest. So the gun's just like coming out of his chest, essentially. <laughs> yeah. looks ridiculous. Um, And then we've learned the sort of twist of how his brother figured it out, which doesn't, why would his brother have had to figure it out? Because his brother doesn't really do anything useful. So, like, if you're going to figure something out and be smart, that comes with useful storytelling. Yeah. Like, he would have to counteract his brother's plans, but that's not what happened. So, instead, basically, David figures out that, oh, you said this quote to me, which we've heard him say to someone else, but David wasn't there to do with yes yeah. so only god's going to judge me he judges the wicked and the righteous or whatever mm-hmm. and then he went and googled it essentially and so found what that is that quote from man it cool. came-
2: i think i'm gonna get a tattoo of it
0: yeah, he's probably looking up tattoo like <laughs> so it came from a bit of the bible which is called
2: ecclesiastes
0: ecclesiastes and then when he googled ecclesiastes he then finds out that another word essentially for that you is the preceptor in that,
2: stuck in that wikipedia tunnel
0: he did and then he looked at some, you know, dwarf porn for a oh, while. Yeah, and he then jacked
2: <laughs> off and then he was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, shit, I was looking for something. What was it? <laughs> well,
1: it's a few UFO videos.
2: <laughs> cat videos playing the piano. Oh,
1: shit, I should probably go to that
2: warehouse. <laughs> so,
1: oh, shit, what's her name doing? Text me back. Oh, uh, fuck. I... Well, he
2: texted her to be like, nope, didn't find anything except yeah. this awesome cat video. <laughs> I was just sending her cat videos. So,
1: check this sick cat vid.
0: But then Grizzly's wife turns up because he says, Oh, I called in somebody. So when he rings up his wife to tell her to turn up, does he ring her up as in we need backup? Because <laughs> that's what we literally heard him say on the phone. Yeah. And then his wife turns up, not backup. Is that how you call your wife? I end? think
2: I think he was faking backup and then called her afterwards after he supposedly the shot her yeah. at the okay. detective yeah, no. check.
0: Let's give it all the benefits of the doubt we can. He gets them to stand together. He's exposing that you know, what they've done. And then <laughs> David asks, "Where's Edgerton?" I'm like she's, dude, she's
2: behind you. She you literally like tripped over her on your way yeah. in. <laughs> you walked in the room and she's there. Detective ever, <laughs> the worst man. Yeah,
1: it's really bad, man.
2: The worst.
0: So then, Grizzly's like, do you know, "My wife cheated on me with some guy she met online two weeks after I left on tour."
2: She doesn't even deny it. She just goes, "I'm sorry." <laughs> goes, it's totally worth it. <laughs> he was much better than you are.
0: <laughs> and then he gets them both to sit down together and says, "You're gonna open the box." So what I want to know is, before he stumbled across open the box,
1: uh, before, open he st- the box. <laughs> before he
0: stumbled across the box and that house, what was he gonna do? What was his end game plan?
2: He was going to murder him. That was it? Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm telling you, he was going to move on to something else in so the Bible.
0: Is he doing the box because he thinks that these people are going to judge them and do worse things to them? Or is he doing the box purely because he thinks they're going to come after me at some point, I need bargaining power?
2: I thought he was like, yeah, they're going to do terrible things to you that I couldn't even do. Okay. So, And they they're like judgment as well. So he's like... You know, it'll make him feel more righteous that he's not the only one that finds them guilty, that, like, even a higher power will okay deem them guilty.
0: And I guess because he's so super religious, you can't believe that, okay, he might accept this whole religious side right. of the Cenobites quicker than most people. Yeah. Plus, yeah, I'd like to say he's crazy, but if the voices in his head were angels or God, he's not crazy. No. To be fair, he's been told yeah. to do a job. Yeah. Fucking doing it. He's doing it. So we were complaining. He's not doing his job. He's doing a job,
2: right?
0: <laughs> just, just doing, just, doing a job, one, not the one that his you know door says right. proudly. Anyway, they open the co- the configuration box. Chains come. Pinhead turns up. No music. Sadly, don't you miss those days? Dun, 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 dun. Who oh,
2: disturbs my slumber. <laughs> I was snoozing. That <laughs> a really good nap, you guys. I, started I almost up. had Kirsty that time. <laughs> I was
0: Netflix and chilling.
2: Um
0: Twitch yeah, then Pinhead says what is actually on the boxes, I believe, for this is which is evil seeks evil. That's mm-hmm. what the slogan became for the film. He's
2: like, I knew you'd be back. Bro, <laughs> Oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> my brother! So of course Grizzly wants to make a
1: deal. Let's make a deal. With yet again, Grizzly.
0: <laughs> yet again, Pinhead says, mm, "Only with Kirsty do I yeah. make deals." So nope, that's not how this works. We don't do
2: that.
1: He's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't swing that way." Don't do it. So, so he's are you trying pulling to my him, chain, trying to get a deal here. <laughs> he's trying to give him yeah, his brother <laughs> and his wife. They're not interested.
0: The auditor turns up too. This is where I'm like, mm, I like the auditor not next to me, yeah. but. Bit too comedic.
2: I guess he doesn't have anywhere to be.
0: Yeah, he's, he's you know, like, yeah, I'll go. So then Grizzly's trying to close the box, and then you're just saying, that won't work for you now. But it always has before. Yeah. He's well, just well he just tells like,
2: him that, but then when he actually starts to do it, that's when they act.
0: No, don't. That will That like, won't work. That oh, shit, work. He's <laughs> so don't good. touch he's it, like, I damn don't. it. He's like, oh, no. I don't know the rules of this new world. because This is, for me, this is a reboot. This is a whole oh, yeah. new version of this series, which we haven't seen before, and it's breaking rules.
2: I think that, yeah, it would actually have worked if he would have done it, but Because, like, Kirstie's done that before, and then um, Pinhead's like, don't touch that. Like, he tries basically to, like, ward people off, but then he can't stop them from actually doing it. Yeah, okay.
0: So, they chain him up, tell him he's guilty, and he's going to have to be cleaned again. Mm. And then Pinhead, this is one of my least favorite bits, Pinhead pushes the auditor aside, and it just looks so dumb. Like, Pinhead shouldn't have to push anybody aside. (laughs) And then his brother and wife get taken away, which I do like Pinhead's Like, your petty adultery isn't worthy of me, basically. He um,
2: very much sounds like Darth Vader in this. He has, like, this weird timber to his voice. Yeah, and they worked really hard like... in
0: this one, I will say. And the last one I complained because just the dude speaking. Uh, in this one, they've worked hard definitely to affect it in mm-hmm. a good way. And it sounds pretty cool. It's all
2: right. Oh. It's just, again. It's a little distracting.
0: Not that delivery of Doug Bradley. Yeah, it's definitely not Mr. Elliot. It is not. No. Spency boy. Um, so, his brother and wife get taken away and paled on the chains to which pinnates is amateurs. And then the white lady appears again. Angel girl with the church bell.
2: Send me an angel. <laughs>
0: they list off her previous jobs. And I don't want to hear most of them.
2: I can't hear.
0: Eden's doorman was the only one I got. Oh. Uh, yeah. Which then, yeah, we later on learned that she was the one who...
2: Cast Adam and Eve out.
0: Yeah, cast Adam and Eve out. But she's just like... <laughs> She's just so uninspired in her design and casting. It's just like, bring a whole chick and put her in another plunging net line.
2: Well, it's like a jacket without a shirt underneath it. Yeah. well, this button, the one button it has Mm -hmm. to cover her excessive cleavage. And then dress her all in white. Yep.
0: Anyway, she tells them to let him go because they want him out there on Earth. And Pinhead realizes uh, that God wants his flock afraid of the wolf so that they will look to the light. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's not happy about it, and he tells her there is a process and there's order to what we do, which again is yeah new new law to this. It's not how it. Which is basically
2: be. him going finders keepers, bitch.
0: Yeah, uh, but they do send him back to the real world, and then immediately the girl detective's alive and shoots him in.
2: <laughs> I laughed at this. Yeah. I was like, ha ha ha! She shot him. <laughs> That's
0: actually pretty cool.
2: I thought like, it was funny. I kind of liked it. So, where we meant when Pinhead looks down at the gun and kind of smiles and looks back up at her. Cause she's like, you can't do anything to me. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell if that meant I could shoot you. And I was like, but guns don't really work on you guys. So why would you consider shooting her? But then, cause after the guy, the grizzly bear guy dies, she, the angel is like, you knew that was going to happen.
0: I think that was more to do with, he knew the gun was there with the other lady nothing right. to do with their situation that's what i was he's basically like kicking it across the floor
2: <laughs> gotcha <laughs> right. okay so he was smiling because he's like oh as soon as he goes back yeah the i'll other defy lady god gonna, a
0: different way basically she's not dead
2: and she's gonna kill you i guess so
0: um then we come back and the angels are all pissed off like you knew you're gonna happen blah, 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 blah. Um, so she threatens him so pinhead chains her up and then takes his own pins uh and puts them in his, her face I feel the spell out something, but I can't read anything. I can't
2: read it. I might pull yeah, it for the first yeah. time. I think oh, it's yeah. just like a
0: crown. It's very weird. A oh, maybe it was
2: meant to be like a crown of thorns. Yeah, oh, it's like a maybe. tiara.
0: Oh, maybe, oh, maybe. maybe. <laughs> a tiara. That's what Jesus wore. <laughs> a nice, fancy tiara. Yep. Yeah, so does that. And she's all chained up. And then she starts laughing and he, he puts hooks in her face and begins to pull her apart. And then he says, here endeth the lesson. And she says, Jesus wept.
1: Jesus. what? you
0: know why not? And then pulls her apart. And then the auditor is quite rightly a little bit freaked out. and like, you probably should have done that. Hmm. <laughs> this is what I mean. This is where we get that comedy sidekick kind of yeah. thing. Where I enjoy him, but that's not what I want from him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just alone. glad they didn't
2: paint him as like Igor or someone like this yeah. kind of like
0: hey, 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 master yeah, no. thing. Master.
2: Like, I was glad they bypassed that idea.
0: Yeah. Um, so then he threatens him and Pinhead's basically like, well, what can they do to me? Cause I'm already in, in pain and yeah. pain is my life. And that's it's here that I, I
2: noticed that Pinhead has like a weird front. He doesn't have his normal front breastplate Yeah, it's with different. like the three exposed, um, exposed torn, flesh. torn flesh things. And then there's a little belly button. No,
0: he's wearing more of a jacket. Yeah.
2: Well, it just has like a little like diamond in the middle that has some like fleshy, obvious outfit yeah. thing. It's not really him.
0: No, it's not the same.
2: It's not very good.
0: But then the auditor basically says, well, she was the one yeah, who banished Adam and Eve from the Garden of Eden. So you could be banished. That is what is what worse. And we get it told to us in a very quick style to let us try and digest what's about to happen. A church bell starts ringing. Light comes down. Pinhead looks up to it. And what I feel was maybe an outtake that they then added effect light to later because it doesn't look purposeful. This all mm. looks cobbled together to me. But I don't know. And then Pinhead has been exiled back to the mortal world. We zoom in on him as he's like a homeless guy out in a shelter. He's still got some of the scars on his head Mm -hmm. to let us know it's Pinhead. And then he's screaming. And I feel on set, they thought this will do enough that they'll know it's Pinhead. But then someone who posted, oh, but no one will know it's Pinhead because they don't know what the actor looks like. So then they have to do a flash of Pinhead's face over his face. Mm -hmm. So you know, oh, it's Pinhead. And then they use a fucking drone but not even a good quality drone. They switch cameras clearly to have him scream to disguise as the drone takes off and looks over the city of Oklahoma in two end credits.
2: I really wanted it to be that it would had to be Pinhead as he was, like stuck in the normal world. Right. It's like that would be so much harder for him to try and blend in. I'm pinned. I you respect you can't me, have, And you he can't keeps get like a- trying to summon yeah. chains Chances. and nothing happens, yeah. and he's like, "Oh, it's broken."
0: Yeah. I'm you can't get a job anywhere. No, yeah. like yeah, just looking like like,
2: oh, We don't do facial piercings of any <laughs> kind. He's just trying to get a job at Starbucks. I do think
0: this is the first Tailraiser film though to have a post-credit scene. Yeah, we're going to go to Hanover, Germany, for some reason. We're two kids who, yeah, you said look like Mormons. Yeah, yeah, totally Mormon. I think they're just meant to be German.
1: <laughs> We're just German housegoers. <laughs>
0: they just turn up to this house, knock on the door, and then the auditor's there, and they they're
1: religious. Um, I think they to be like
2: Jehovah's Witnesses because Jehovah's Witnesses go door to door, and they're like, no, "Have you heard no, the, the Mormons, word of Christ?" Mormons,
1: uh, that's their Mormon's outfits. Yeah, yeah. They do oh. white, and then they have the plaque. They have an elder, and then another person. Oh, that's right. We've seen a Book, yeah. Mormon. I've seen book of we Mormon. Know, yeah. <laughs> because, um, yeah, and then the auditor's there. They basically got new digs in Germany, and he does a terrible
0: joke. Yeah. Which is. It's not even Tuesday. He said, two
2: of you. It's mm. not even Tuesday.
0: And Smiles, and then that's
2: it. Yeah, it's a pretty bad. Marvel joke.
0: credits over. Yeah. of Sandman.
2: Oh my God, you guys. We did it. That's the end of all
0: the Hellraisers.
2: All
0: the hells. Well done, everybody. Uh, <sighs> another shorter podcast, now in 30 minutes. Less to say with these ones, I feel. <laughs> now. I said at the beginning, Gary Tunnicliffe said he genuinely wrote this with no concept of a sequel, a spin-off, nothing at all, but he has thought about it afterwards. So, would you like to know what he thinks would be, in his own words, great fun? What?
2: What other movie does he want to just completely follow this
0: on with. So, okay, yeah. So, maybe a new Cenobite ruler comes in, or takes over, and a new head priest comes in, and it's not working out, and clearly this person, this Cenobite, is not doing a great job, and underhandedly, the auditor is leaving a trail of breadcrumbs for the guy who is pinhead to find his way back, and he gets pulled in. And then it's like he turns up, and it's like a showdown between the newly born pinhead and this guy who's taken over his mantle. It's like, and we do a bit of a standoff, and it's like battle of the hell priests. And I think
2: that when he's stuck on Earth, he should he should try and go meet Kirsty on the internet. Oh, that would be awesome. That would be brilliant because <laughs> she's terrible at picking mid, so she wouldn't know. She is terrible. He could just picking wear a hat and then he would like cover up his face stuff.
1: I feel like they should just do it like when James Bond left the 007 the place and he's just in Mexico or wherever he is, <laughs> drinking alcohol and putting scorpions on his hands. <laughs> <laughs> he just do that. That's what we want to see in the next Hellraiser. Right yeah, he's just shirtless mm-hmm. and shorts. Kind of suntan, doing like a circus side, shy, side show. And like, then the auditor comes away, it's like, Sir, we need you back and goes, No, that was another lifetime. <laughs> I'm I've found a better life for myself. It's joy. I can enjoy all the desires and pleasures. <laughs> all right. Um well good luck with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I feel Bob Weinstein
0: will take your email. That was it. That was Hellraiser Judgment, the 10th Hellraiser movie. Oh my we God. will have a podcast next week when we're going to be talking about the wrap-ups. But before we get to all of that, guys, I want to know, and oh, I feel shit. like it's a complicated question, <laughs> how do you feel about this and what do you want next? <laughs> because uh, at the moment... I don't want
1: any more next.
0: <laughs> you know, we've established <laughs> there are no more movies coming right Thank
1: now. goodness. Hellraiser
0: oh. will not die. That is clear. Hellraiser is going to keep going. The remake is not happening right now, but it could still be happening at some point. People don't really know the ending still, so maybe they're going to use that Clive Barker script, but it doesn't seem likely. And unfortunately, it doesn't seem likely that Doug Bradley will be coming back at that point. He's still very open to it. Right. But realistically, by the time they get around to it, you know, he's getting on Um, and it probably won't end up happening. So let's start with the Justin.
1: Hey. How do you feel about Judgment? uh you know i don't want to judge it too hard but I've
0: been waiting all podcast to say
1: that. i gotta say it was much better than the last one for sure okay there was no explosions <laughs> so i was super disappointed <laughs> i don't know what else i asked for yes. i guess there was a little suspense
2: in it mm-hmm. um suspense of knowing if they're really brothers yeah
1: it was entertaining I, it was pretty entertaining <laughs> I did like some of the the new elements that were added, like, the, not elements, I guess, the decor, the props, the aesthetic, the style, some of the, some of the style. i <laughs> <Are> you struggling? <laughs> I'm struggling, man. I'm trying to, like, give a really insightful feedback thing. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the pinhead in this one was much better than the last one. I mean, no one could be Doug Bradley, so let's be real uh he tried his best the the outfit from the back looked much better than the other one from the back he had like a little padding for his head to lay against he and was
2: sleeping yeah <laughs> on that
1: like metal wooden whatever yeah. onyx carved
0: box yep um you can see the padding in the uh front cover here which actually i kind of
1: like the front cover
0: yeah yeah
1: he wasn't that bad uh, his neck and chin definitely fit the turtleneck collar unlike the other guy <laughs> who's was like, dude, you look so bad. I wish it wasn't just, I liked when you would partially see him where he was just a little bit more mysterious. I was like, oh, his presence is like better that way. It wasn't too bad. I mean, it was still bad, but it was like, I think a okay way to end it all where you're like, you know what? I'm okay with this ending. I, <laughs> I think you're uh, okay with any ending. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just wanted yeah. to end. Uh, I'll give it I give it a nice three point five. Nice, that's a that's a high score for an a franchise. Yeah, three point five. Um, where do I want to see it next? I don't want to see it, but <laughs> I will say if you had to make another one, I I want more adventure. Like maybe a town. It takes place way back in the day, like earlier time, like a different century. Like, not 17th, 18th, I don't know, like 18th century, like in a town or village, and they're kind of haunted by something that's there or whatever. And it's like somebody in that town opened the box and kind of cursed the entire town. Mm. And so they're all slowly like, maybe they're pagans or something, or I don't know.
0: Like the village or something. Yeah. But the payoff twist at the end is the box and the. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. Cool. Make that movie, please. Uh, it's starring Adam Scott and Henry Cowell.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> As every character. As every character. With guest appearance by Doug Bradley. Yes. Thank you. Katie Watson.
2: Yeah, there was a lot that I liked about this one. There was some ludicrous things that could easily have been avoided had the writer and director not been so focused on trying to recreate Seven. But it probably seemed really brilliant to him while writing it. And then in... Reality. It was not. But I really liked the auditor character. I liked a lot of the kind of background that we haven't really seen thus far. Because usually it's you open the lament configuration, pinhead and sonobites show up, you get ripped apart, and they leave with outlying story factors in there. But this one, you know, you kind of see the paperwork side of it, which I kind of liked. I liked the them realizing that they were becoming obsolete. And so they had to kind of like change their mode. However, I did not like the detectives. Even the girl was just really basic and didn't do much for me. I didn't really like any of the characters that I was supposed to like. (laughs) And I liked the grade of it for the most part, except for like the last couple of shots were really terrible. Which, if you're like, they were done on a bad drone or whatever, that makes sense. And I'm trying to think. I didn't like the the butcher surgeon character at all. And so, I was really relieved when that, we kind of moved away from that. And the rest of it wasn't as grotesque. Because I know that it's meant to, that it's Hellraiser. And that you're meant to have these, like, flaying things. But like I said before, to me, it's more, it should be more precise. It should be more methodical. It shouldn't be just, like slasher and it was really ugly and I just didn't like it. So, um yeah, it wasn't, it was definitely better than the most recent ones in my opinion. The last one was miserable and the ones before that I was like, you know, they were like threes because they weren't terrible but I don't want to watch them again. I give this one a four. Four, Whoa. very nice. Which is the same that I rated the second one.
0: Ending on a high. Sure. The same that you get the second one. Yeah. Interesting. hey you really were low on that second one, were you?
2: I did not like it. Interesting.
0: Is it not looking good now in retrospect when you look back? We'll talk about that next week. We'll see. When you reflect on the old films, when you get to the end of a franchise, sometimes there like, were
2: others that rated higher than that. If
0: people go back to our Charles Play one that we just finished covering, Alex definitely starts on a low note on the first film by the time he gets to the end of the series, even though all the Charles Play films are actually fairly enjoyable in one mm-hmm. way or another. Um he looks back and he's like, yeah, "I have a different appreciation of that first one now. <laughs> it's the only one that was really a normal horror film, right? Okay, so what do, what are you hoping for um, if they what well, when they return to this?
2: I don't know. I've always actually kind of thought about what Justin was talking about, like the witch that one film
3: mm-hmm.
2: where they're kind of what are they? Are they pagan as well in that? Sure, but they you know all they're like a people that." they're settlers basically. So they're in new worlds all the time. And yeah, to have something where you think it's more of your, your surrounding that is cursed. And then you find out that it's actually like something that someone in your community has done, um, would be really cool. And it would bring more of like the culty old religious aspect of things into it. So that could be cool. Okay. Either that or Western.
1: Or in, uh, Persia. The prince, you know, the, prince of the Egyptian
2: yeah. one that we that Clyde Barker talked about, I thought it would have been really cool.
1: Yeah, I'm to like ridiculously
2: take it back to its cores You couldn't well, do yeah. that without
0: like 150 million dollars. Star Russell Crowe Kurt Russell. To keep
2: making mummies, they should just make Hellraiser yeah. in Egypt.
0: Yeah, it's true. So uh, the problem is, is that. Again, the opening of this film before the credits come in feels like a short film and I kind of enjoy it. Like, mm-hmm. it's not where I want Hellraiser to be necessarily. Obviously, this guy's not a Doug Bradley, but the makeup's pretty good and shot all right. It obviously looks cheap. It looks like a fan film, but I'm kind of fine with that opening. My problem is, is that all the bureaucracy stuff that they do doesn't really work for a franchise. There's not much you can do with that. It's like, okay, well, then there's a system. And we're going to see that system again and again. And th- we don't even know what Pinhead's point is in that system. He right. doesn't do anything. So it's like, well, what's his point? He just sits in a chair and looks at a wall. So I feel it's one of those things like, that's an interesting idea. I kind of like it. You portray it pretty well with, you know, a few bits to shore. I'm not sure why there's blood on the boobs. Uh, mm-hmm. The butcher and the this, the surgeon, I like them, but I don't think they fit the world. Yeah, I don't see where that would go further. So I'm kind of like, that's cool. Do that as a short film. Just put out the opening of this. And I'm pretty sure some people will just edit the opening of this and put that up on YouTube as its own little thing. Because it is like its own little thing. Then we get into the meat of the movie, which is the 7 ripoff. And I cannot think, I mean, I can't really encourage or abide someone who's so stupid as to go, we've got $350,000. We're going to try and remake 7. Like it's A, so stupid to do it as brazenly as they did. But if you do it, have... 10 to 20 million you know don't be this stupid and to be fair to them again they tell a coherent story they did in 15 days it's one of those things where yet again it's like yes all right you did manage to do well considering the things that you have but at the same time no because with all these films just be smarter like do something smaller do something it it doesn't have to be one miserable location like some of these films but you can do smaller more interesting things with a small small budget you have to be creative. You can't just write a seven film um, and then expect you can make it with $350,000. It's you, you can't. And it's prevalent in every scene here. That's why there's no one at the fucking crime scenes. There's no one in the police station. There's no. no kid at the house. Like, everywhere is an empty husk because they couldn't do it properly. And Gary Tunnicliffe, I'm sorry. Like, I think he's got interesting intentions as someone who's obviously a big fan of the lore and the series. He's not that great a writer. He's not. He doesn't write pin headlines like they've been written in the past. Like Peter Atkins used to write pin headlines, and everything else he does here is just yeah a shameless ripoff. I can only imagine what his failed Kickstarter was when it was just Judgment. And there's videos up; you can see his trailer for Judgment when he's trying to make money for that. But can you imagine trying to give money for something like oh you're just trying to make a cheap seven? Yeah, it's like I can spend a couple of bucks and just rent that online right now yeah. and watch it. I can watch the actual Brad Pitt exactly. <laughs> So, I don't know like, where I'm going to place this next week. I can't tell because this is the weirdest one. And I applaud it for that. Like, again, it's trying to get back to perverseness. It's trying to get back to sex and weird stuff going on with hell and adding in the bureaucracy, which is sort of interesting. But, but this is definitely not the direction I want to see going. I'm not interested in a sequel to this where we have that guy on earth that's a homeless man. who's no. meant to be pinhead trying to get back to hell or whatever.
2: Unless- I'm just a homeless punk rocker. Unless he tries to date Kirsty,
0: unless he tries to date Kirsty, and then like
2: he finally gets her to sleep with him, and then he's in their bed at night, like forcing her hands to open the lemon. <laughs> <liming>. He's like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I say that, but I, because I'm a big Kirsty fan. It would I'm, be a like a rom com when Pinhead
2: so gets funny. sent
1: back to Earth. He has one quest to get back. He's like, gets to get her to get open. A she's, a
2: like, he loves she's like, what'd you do? Torn to- apart. He's
1: like, I'm. He's like, I'm I've been turning torn 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 people apart, but. I'm torn apart <laughs> between two worlds now. What's the because one where he's like, you. you're
2: tearing me apart. Oh, it's the... The room. The room. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like,
1: you're <laughs> tearing me apart, Kirsty. <laughs> it's like, you made me feel, and this is new to me. I feel like I'm being torn apart inside. <laughs> no one can see the look he just gave, but just good acting on huh? It's almost as good as the bowl soup. <laughs> yes. Oh,
0: yeah. The last one last week. But I'm a big Kirsty fan. But you like Hellseeker was one of my least favorite of this entire series yeah. by far. And she was in that one, so I, I don't even know bringing her back is going to do much for me. And it is worrying when it's like, well, we were running out of time for Doug Bradley. I would love. I guess that's all I could say is I would love before it all does get way too late. I don't want Clive Barker to direct it. I don't even think I want him to write it. I want mm-hmm. Clive Barker involved somehow just to give a good stamp for approval in terms of the perverseness and stuff. Because I don't really think he's that good, to be honest. But I'd like some talented people. And unfortunately, Pascal, the French guy he had, probably was their best bet. Yeah. And to bring Dud Bragley back in for one proper fucking hurrah, where we can do a, you know, a really great Hellraiser film that actually gives him a send-off. And the problem is, it's like you guys are saying with your ideas for Hellraiser, where it could go to, is you can do anything. This is the only franchise where you have it all comes from a box. And you can take that any point in time. And any location in the world.
2: Yeah, because it deals with humanity.
0: Because there's so so much you can do with that. So much. No other horror series can you do that. You can't move location and time for the other horror series. You can take it to Wakanda. You can take it to Wakanda. Easy. So it's so disappointing to me that no one has been creative enough with this series. I respect that each of these films have actually been quite different. I will say that. But no one's doing it smartly. And it just makes me realize just how full the horror world is of just people Mediocrity. Who shouldn't be. Like, you should be involved with the makeup effects. Or you should be involved with, you know, this aspect of that. You shouldn't be involved with the writing. Well, yeah. no, you shouldn't yeah, be involved with the be directing. Be that, yeah, know, that's what, in what I'm charge. saying. They shouldn't. They don't need that. And I've always said, I'm a, I'm a horror fan. I hang out with lots of horror fans. Lots of people, like, and then they go on to make these films. Like, VFX artists quite often go on to be director films. They're not as good because that's not really what they should be doing. And the horror fans normally don't have the perspective that they need to actually be great. You need people who respect horror but have something else, something more artful to say with it. And Clive Barker started in that place. Sadly, I don't know how much further he went after that. Yeah. So, yeah, this was like... (laughs) It's a confusing one because it does stick out. It is strange, but it's it's a really bad film. It just has more ambition and more balls, I think, than just the others. Got
1: the necessary balls to make it. It's more just boobs, get... whatever. It's got a lot of boobs.
2: It does um, have
0: a lot of boobs. So boobs galore. There you go. That's a Hellraiser judgment. That was it. That's that that a Hellraiser sure. series. Now
2: looks defeated.
0: I'm really. It's calling me down. This series is the one that's worn me down. It really has. Ah.
2: And
0: I was looking forward to dealing with this because I, I I love that boy Pinhead. Here he is. Look at them, the original team from the original film. Oh,
2: look at look him. Look at him.
0: Look at Chomper.
2: That's not. That's the second one. Oh,
1: second Chomper. That's not that's original. Not, not original lady. Yeah. That is not original. Yeah. Lady. Not not original lady. Nor not original. Because he had sunglasses. Yeah. Glasses, yeah. Number two. But still, look how cool they look then.
0: Even. Yeah. There's just yeah. there's something about him, You know. Yeah. And it's all gone.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh god. Oh god. Well, at least it's called cool Lloyd. If you want to hear more of this, it's talking about other horror franchises like Child's Play, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, vroom, 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 vroom. Invasion of the Body Snatchers, uh, Friday the 13th, i on Elm Street. Danny Boyle he's a horror franchise isn't he and then other just regular podcasts called geeks where we talk about movies and games and stuff like that then head on over to wearegeeks.com wearegeeks.com and that is where you can patch out to all of our social medias you can patch out to our twitch and future proof yourself there by just subscribing and please 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 take the time because we do all this for free it costs a lot of money it takes a lot of time it destroys our souls Soul destroyed so please go to itunes subscribe to the geeks channel uh give us a rating give us some comments whatever you can say hello it's the only way you can support us and if you want to send us personal message to be mean or kind go on to weirdgeeks.com click the little mail button or just click uh sorry type in mail at weirdgeeks.com mail at weirdgeeks.com wherever you want to yeah, why not? And then you can talk to us. Yeah. Uh, what else can you do? While well, you're on wegeeks.com, click on the little black emblem that says we are Tessellate. They're a publisher. to run out of London, LA, and Tokyo. And we just finished making a first feature film called Starfish, what? which I wrote what? and directed. So you can slag that off when that comes out. Yeah. Um, and I've got a new album coming out called Dive Dark. We're about to go and shoot a new music video for that. So for that'll be coming up room soon. Chainsaws confirmed. What else can you do? You can follow us on the social medias. I am Mr. Al White, M R a-L-W-H-I-T-E. And also that on the
1: Xboxes. What about you, Justin? I-T-S-R-A-D-L-E-Y. It's Radley. You can, you can find me. You can find him for sure. Probably you're, on the street. you're
2: probably a better detective than the one we just watched. Yeah. And Katie Watson. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at my mydearestWatson.
0: We really appreciate your following with us on this journey. We hope you've been watching yeah. some of these films. And if you haven't, you now you don't need to. And be thankful to us. Yeah. Really. Uh even though some of these podcasts, I think all these podcasts have gone on longer than the films themselves, so we apologize for that. But hey, there you go. You're getting everything. <sighs> uh we will be back next week with the Hellraiser wrap-up episode, where we're gonna be talking about the entire franchise. For people who haven't been listening to all of these, you'll get a little review of everything. We're gonna be placing all the films in order. We're gonna be picking our favorite final girls, our favorite detectives probably, our favorite pinhead designs, our favorite lines, our favorite kills all that normal bullshit that we do in the final episode, as well as talking about some of the stuff around it, if there are any video games, if there are comics, other books, what is the future, what is the most up-to-date news on the future, and stuff like that. Next Friday. Until
3: then, we're out. Goodbye. Geeks. Geeks. Geeks.